Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage, our radio. I am Gabriel Moresi. Throwing it down with the Raging Redhead. Red Heat. Cam Stewart, Monday Night Football, takes center stage this evening. The New York Giants and the Atlanta Falcons will break it down. We'll talk some DFS. We'll give you our best bets. Drew Dinkmeyer or Ricky Sanders will join us. I never really know. Either or. I think think it's uh, Drew Dinkmeyer uh, tonight. Either way, they're both smart. Winners. Uh, We'll talk some NBA basketball. We got the World Series set to begin tomorrow. Let's uh, do this thing. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Marenzi? How was the weekend, buddy? How 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 did things go for you? Um, yeah, it was actually one of my, it was more frustrating uh, weekend. Um, actually, me too. Uh, me too. You I asking got, me pers- personally or per- personally yeah, or gambling wise? Gambling and personal. <laughs> I I'll cover the I'll cover all areas. For me, it was just shitty all the way around, and I don't know yeah. what I was thinking. You no, know, like I won a couple of games Tennessee early, and I'm feeling good and. I got a, got into bad, bad old habits. I'm like, I want to, I want to rock, and I started, uh, you know, increasing units. I put Jackville in every teaser, like just dumb stuff, like really dumb, dumb rookie mistakes. And then I'm looking, I'm going, eh, you know, I don't uh, Bengals at night. Yeah, sure, give me the dog, and they got absolutely smoked. So uh, yeah, it was one of those. Uh, but I did find an old sports raid shirt in my closet while I was cleaning up. You inspired me after we did the clothes clothing drive, and uh, yeah, I found one of those sports raid shirts. It is what it is. <laughs> It almost oh, you found what, yeah. oh, you found <laughs> yeah. it is what the it t-shirt is. T-shirt you gave me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was cleaning oh, up hang, my closet. Hang, Sports rage shirt. Yeah, I should give it to you when I, when I see you. Yeah, yeah, hang on to that. That's actually a classic. Hey, I need to do, duplicate it, actually. Oh, yeah, do you really? Perfect, du- perfect. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, I interesting. Yeah, you take the pattern to the T-shirt place. They have one uh, down there. Yeah, get some uh, duplicates. Good idea. Smart yeah, idea. Exactly. It's actually one of the cooler sports rage shirts uh, over years, and it's a rare one. There's not a lot left. I have one of them, too. And um, I, I think I know where it is right now. But, yeah, it's good, uh, good that you found it. Yeah, same thing, Cam. Same thing with me. You know, I've been, I've been pretty sharp, actually, this year. I'm not killing it. But, like, I haven't, I haven't had one weekend where it's like, oh, yeah, I won 6000 bucks. But I've systematically been beating the book. That's you know, I go, to, I go to DraftKings. I drop 600 I go back. I get 740 Like, there hasn't, like, for the most part – and I go a lot. For the most part, it's always yeah, going back and getting a little more. And I'm always frustrated. I, you know, I only won 400. I only won this. I only won that. Same thing. Saturday started out well. You know, didn't think I did great. And I realized at the end of the day when I left uh, the book that I had 244 more dollars than I started with. So I was like, well, I can't complain. You know, I won 240 bucks or whatever. Uh, Sunday, same thing. We were worried about that Sunday morning game. No, no, I hit it. Boom. I'm on Tennessee plus the points. And it's one of those days, dude. I look down at all my picks. I'm like, man, I was on the Lions. I was on the Panthers. Yeah, you know, I was. I, I was Great on call I, with the know, Panthers. Great call. Yeah, there. 
I'm going down each pick, and I'm like, winner, winner, winner. But like you, you know, I just sort of slip up. My best pick of the week all week, I told people, the Jets aren't beating the Vikings. It's, you know, it's because you beat the Colts and the Broncos. doesn't mean you're beating the Vikings. The Vikings steamrolled them with an easy win. I cashed it. I had it. But instead of hammering it, I sort of just played it along with other games. And, um, you know, pretty good day all day until that stupid game last night. And we all know Andy Dalton and the Bengals have screwed me a lot in the past. No, it's not Andy Dalton's fault last night. Casey are just nope. that good, bad pick. But I had prop cam, you know, passing yards, and, you know, Dalton sucked. It was one of those deals. I went 0-6 in the game, Cam. I went 0-6. I had the Bengals. I had the Bengals on the points. I had the Bengals on the money line. I had the over that stayed over, stayed under by a stupid freaking point. Um, I didn't buy it down. I, I, I got screwed by a point. I had a 56. Stupid game. Reed kicks the F and field goal at the end. It was a disaster. And then uh, I had Tyree Kill over 75 and a half receiving yards, Cam. Dude was stuck on 65, like, the whole time. And I don't know if you remember, he dropped a pass in the end zone. Like, you know, yeah, wide yeah. open. Like, yeah, I yeah. know. It's just yeah. crazy. Yeah. That was Yo. my prop. That yeah, was my prop. Uh, okay, dude, that was like a $200 swing. Like, the, yeah. the over-under was like a three. Like, that catch, essentially, was like a $484 swing for me. Then Reed, and it was one of these deals. I was like, well, the Bengals are losing, but I'll hit these props. Tyree Kill's already at 65 yards. He drops it. You know, well, we'll hit the over. There's no way this game's not going over. No, no, it stays It stays under. It was just one of those games, dude. I got screwed over across the board. I think I won 0-5, actually, in one game. Like, usually, like, that's why I bet the props, because if I'm wrong, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I lost the side, but I, exactly. I hit a bunch of props. And, you know, I'm pretty good with the props. You know, I went 0-4 with the props last night. It just, it is what it is, as it's, the it's T-shirt not- says. Yeah, 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 sports rage. It is what it is, and I, I, I got sports rage right now because I love Tennessee all week, and the same as you. I'm, I'm, I, I, it was just one of those days. You know, I was watching the Washington State game, and thank God the Cougars held on there. What a great football game that was! The two, two different halves. That was a what an atmosphere, man. That was great. I was along in a good mood because I took Washington State and Tennessee one, and just stupid, like not even doing the math. And Gabe, I'll tell you something. I had Baltimore. And Tucker missed the extra point. I'm like, in, in overtime, I could have hedged. Because, you know, I do those round robins, right? $50 per place. So a lot of them have to do, I got 50, 50, 50, 50 all over the board with Baltimore a, a, as the final game to turn it into like a, like a, over 1,000. Because, you know, those are going to pay, right? Because if you take, a, they were basically minus 125 on the money line with a dog like Tennessee, right? So I'm, I'm doing well. And then, uh, yeah, the same thing happened, man. Just lost big. And instead of just going, you know what, put a little bit on the Sunday night game, I felt like we were kids again. Like, started gambling. Oh, I don't want to deal with this situation. And just loaded up on the Bengals. Like, went way too hard on the Bengals. And uh, right, yeah, right right when Kansas City scored first, I'm like, I'm screwed. Can't even get a live line. That's going to work. It was just, it was over before it even started, buddy. But we have a game tonight. We can't live in the past, as you say. And you know what? I'm going back to the well, and uh, I'm not going to be backing down. This is the dog I'm taking, and I was on them all week. Uh, I know, Gabe. I know. I know. You let, let me finish. It's, it's gonna. It's a. It's a tough pill to swallow. It's kind of like that acid cider vinegar, where uh, you know Pie Man told me to take the caplets, not the liquid. I'm taking the Giants tonight on the money line points, and, and, and like I'm all over the Giants. I, I'm already. I'm already in when I got it at six and a half. So I think the line is what is it three and a half four right now? Oh, it's climbing so, back up. Oh, it is. Son is of it? a, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It went all the way down to three and a half. It hit four this morning, earlier yeah, four. in the day, around noon. Fours. Four, I'm fours seeing four on and a halves. Wow. I'm seeing four and a halves right now pop up. Total remains at 52. 
Flat, um, yep. You, yeah, you know, the six The six is intriguing. You got a good number earlier in the week. I liked it, too, at six. We were talking about it. I don't really know if it makes a difference. I often talk about this, that we sort of convince ourselves that, oh, I don't like it at four, but I like it at six, when really, like, there's only, like, a 3% chance that it's going to land in between the two or whatever. Exactly. 1.9%. But I swear to God, last night... It happened to me. And I always buy points. I really do. And I probably screw myself in the end by doing it because I'm just always figuring, well, if the number's this, I'd rather just have a little bit of a cushion. So I swear, last night, Cam, was 56. And I'm like, I don't like 56. So I looked to buy it down. I could go to 54 and a half. Oh, my God. But thing is, I thought, wow, and it's what's 55. the point? Yeah. Yeah, but I thought, what's the point of buying it? Because I can't get it. I wanted to see what 54 was. You know what I mean? Like, if I could have gotten 54 minus 140 or something, I would have done it. But I looked. I could only buy it to 54 and a half. And I actually thought for a second, ah, what's the point of this? You know, it, what's the chance it lands on 55? Now, I would have I I gotten a push only. I would have gotten a push but on still, the total. Push is better again. Yeah. Push is better I know. Than I know. But I actually, I did it to myself last night. So... That's why. That's why I was really mad. Like honestly, I don't mind losing. It's gonna happen. Well, it is what it is. Like I said, yeah. but I just don't like don't losing. Like, stupid. I don't like that's when I I could have bought the point. And I yes. did it. And I was about to, and I didn't over twenty five. It was twenty five cents. I didn't want to do it, and um, I ended up paying a price. So tonight, I don't know. You know, it's one of these games. It seems like the Giants is the play, and the Giants were such a trendy play that the line went all the way down to three and a half. Like it wasn't like Atlanta had more injuries. Like, nothing changed as far as the game all week besides the fact that everybody talked themselves into the fact that the Giants were the right side of this game, and now it looks like there's a buyback. And it's funny because when it was three and a half, I was hoping it would get to three. <laughs> I was like, man, and even at three and a half, I'll buy the half point. I'll take the Falcons at minus three. I think Atlanta wins the game in a close one. So, you know, I think you're okay with the points here, but I'm not taking the Giants at plus four here. It's, it's just not enough. It's too big of a leap of faith. And as you stated, man, it's not leaving like uh, apple uh, vinegar uh, pills, dude. This, <laughs> this is like eating Vegemite Ulcers. right out of the jar. Yeah. <laughs> you're eating Vegemite you, right, right out of the jar I, on and this I'm gonna And I'm going to take out of your book and, like, actually – do what you preach. I'm taking the money line. Like it's one of those things. Like you know what? I, I, I after I talked about it, and I had to sell like a self chat. It, has, it, it self never works for me, dude. I, it I, never I, works I'm for me. Do, I'm still doing it though because I, I, I tell just, people to do it, but I've got it. A, like whenever I do whatever I tell people, like I get screwed. Like same thing. Oh, I'm taking Bengals on the money line. That's one thing, Kim. I didn't actually. I didn't even have the Bengals on the points last night. So we were getting blown out. I was like, wow, I rolled the dice and I lost. You know. But the same thing. I t- I took LeBron James score over thirty points. That stupid FanDuel odds booster on on Saturday. I put a hundred bucks on it. He gets stuck at twenty five. You know, like anytime I sort of swing for the fences, man, I never win. I don't know why. Whenever I take these big dogs, like I, it never works yeah. for me. Me and Joe Galina has done it yeah, for me I'm, is Kentucky. Kentucky's yeah, come through for me what? for a few times this year. You got to stick by the teams that get through to you, and I'm starting to realize it's the same teams that screw me all the time. So I'm just going to try to stay away from them or fade them. But I'll tell you, man, the same thing yeah, happened. Like we, were the, we were doing the yeah, all. We were doing the prop show, and I'm like Robert Woods, and the guy was stuck. He had he needed 83 and a half, Gabe, and he was stuck on 78 
from like the second quarter. I'm like, I, I'm Joe. I'm like Joe. They haven't. Had, he has no more receptions. Like the guys, and he just the whole the whole game nothing. They went to Gurley in the second half. They, that is frustrating. When you see those props and your guy is a couple yards away with more than half of a game left. Oh my God! What a disaster. Anyway, welcome, life welcome moves to on. my life. <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome to my life. Welcome to my life. And Dude, I mean, it happens I, every damn night. It happens yeah, every night to me. The thing is with the props, and trust me, we'll, we'll talk a lot about the props today. There's certain ones you need to stay away from that they're too sharp. You know, like they're too, they're just too sharp. They're too publicly played. And, you know, and, and NBA specifically, like the, the player point total is a screw job, dude. I'm telling you, like I've, I've, I've seen this with LeBron James so far in the two games that he's played. They're too sharp. They know like the computer and the algorithm just has the game projected too accurately. Like football, you know, you can get a big play. You know what I mean? Like I take Cortland yeah. Sutton over 40 yards, whatever, man. He had a 42-yard catch on one play. Exactly. Party time. The computer, yeah, the, the book can't really like, you know, bake that into the cake, but – when it comes to these like quarterback props and and look at look at the other last look at last Monday with CJ Beathard. It was two forty six. Oh, I know. He was he was crushing it. I know. Exactly. Yeah, dude, it's never two hundred eighteen two hundred eighteen midway through the third. I needed thirty freaking yards in a quarter and a half of a high scoring game in which there were sixty three points. He's at two forty six, he throws an interception. I'm <laughs> like that Dude, wasn't even. That's what that. that, that, that was think about that, that, that wasn't even that bad of a think ball. Think about that. Like, they, it was a, we're two forty six. We're two forty six. I said, all right, man. We just need him to complete one more pass. Next pass, he throws an interception. Well, I know. <laughs> like, he never got another pass off again. Everything <laughs> went wrong this weekend. My like, freaking fantasy like, team. I lost by a half point to Fast Talk and Mike. I got Joe Mixon as my last guy. He gets what four point seven fantasy points or something. I'm like, thanks, man. And that idiot texts me in the morning. I'm like, just just one of those weeks. You had the, you had the week two or two weeks ago where just nothing could go right. It was just yeah, the, the whole week. It was just, it was just shit. Anyway, uh, Amari Cooper, eh, buddy? The what do you think about that to Dallas? We we can get into that. I can't believe they got. I can't believe the Raiders got a first round pick for him. That's a lot. That's crazy. That's high. First rounder. Now, you're breaking this news. For a first rounder. You're yeah. breaking this news to me. Really? Oh yeah, Amari Cooper's yeah. traded to the. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, and they're giving a first-round pick to the Raiders. I thought they'd get like a third, a third, first. Wow, good on the Raiders. They got four first-round draft picks now after Mac, and now they trade first-round pick. Yeah, they're they're insane. They are insane. That's exactly it. This that like Amari Cooper, I, I, he's not worth like a first-round pick. That's what I get for having uh, having a sports book open on my page. I think I'm on top of things. I see the light. When I'm break when I'm breaking news, you got a problem, Brett. You know me. I'm in the computer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm on the Twitter. Well, I feel yeah. bad. Like if this happened like hours ago, it happened 27 uh, it, minutes it ago. It literally yeah. happened. Yeah, it happened 20 minutes. Yeah, ago. Ex- exactly. Anyway, no, you know what? I was the news. <laughs> yeah, no, good job, good job. So Amari Cooper, Dallas Cowboys badly uh, need uh, help at the wide receiver position. So they get Amari Cooper. I'm in shock, and I guess I don't know, dude. Like that, the, the Cowboys are insane. Yet, to get, yeah, they, yes, they're desperate. Yeah. desperate. They're desperate, right? Michael Gallup had actually a nice game against Washington. I think three catches for I think 82 or so. He had a touchdown. Like if I'm pretty well if in that I'm, game. If I'm shopping like players right now, if I got someone to trade, I'm calling the Cowboys. Like I, yeah, yeah, first round pick. That is nuts. I know. What would you give for Cooper? Fourth rounder? Fifth rounder. 
I was thinking, yeah, fourth or fourth, fourth. I'd live with fourth. I could live with fourth, but nothing Nothing higher than that. Exactly. I don't even know what to say about this. You're you're slack, John. Speechless. Never happens. Game time decisions continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. There's something disturbing about my face on Andy Dalton's body. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's great. You wonder what I look like with red hair. There I am. <laughs> I look great a lot job. younger on Dalton's body. Yeah, actually, you do. You know, you know what you look like? You look fresh. <laughs> That's red hair. And great rage. lid. Nice hair, though. <laughs> yeah, good, good job, yeah, like uh, Jesse. Shoulders Thanks. commercial. Lapine's the Thank best. You. He's just... He keeps on upping his yeah. game, Gabe. Like, how does this guy, we can't slow him down. He's too good. He's the Thank gift you uh, for tuning in. So, um, as Cam Stewart just uh, broke, um, Amari Cooper acquired by the Dallas Cowboys for a first-round uh, pick. That's just insanity. And, you know, Jerry Jones runs this team. Stephen Jones is his sidekick son. And they've done some nice things. You can't say that every move they make is a bad one. No. Uh, but as a whole... I think they need some, they need like more football guidance, a profession. They need like, they need an outside perspective. Yes. It's, you have Jerry Jones and his son and his son does his best. Evidently, Jerry's pretty extreme, right? Jerry wanted to draft Johnny Manziel. And, you know, there was the son that was like, no, 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 we're not drafting. (laughs) Like he actually, the son's the only one. Yeah. The son's the only one that can, that Jerry will listen to. Sort of like Trump and Ivanka. You know what I mean? Like, Jerry Jones doesn't listen to anybody. He only, like, listens to his kid. And the thing is, it's not like Stephen Jones is some football guru camp. So, like I said, they don't miss on everything. But, like, giving up a first-round pick. Now, me personally, it's going to sound crazy when I say this, but I think at times we put too much emphasis on draft picks. If you can make your football team better now, if you can make your basketball team better now, like you look at Masai Ujiri, man. He trades first three. He trades his pick all the time, but yeah. he knows what he's doing. He's like, oh, I'm doing this pick because I have to give this guy money or I, I'm getting this guy instead. Like he has a plan, basically. You know, yeah, we we drafted Jack of Bertle, but I got Danny Green out of it and the Kawhi Leonard. Like he's, he, you know, there's a method to his madness. And But when you're talking about first-round picks in the National Football League, when you screw them up, it sets you back. And I know sure. that, you know, it's, you know, they say that, you know, Super Bowls are won and lost, actually, with the fourth-round picks and the third-round picks, and that's what makes a difference between a good team and not. But, you know, the Cowboys' first-round picks have been dubious over the years, and now they just give one up for Amari Cooper. Who, and this isn't even a rip on Amari Cooper because I don't think he, he might not be as done as everyone thinks, but, he, I, you know, a first-round pick camp, that's like big-time stuff. 
Like, it's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's actually, it's that's, that's the word I was looking for. I think it's nuts. I think it's insane. Like, put it this way. Kat, I don't care. The, the Bills, the Buffalo Bills reportedly told the Eagles they wanted a third and a fourth round pick for LaShawn McCoy. And I thought that was a little excessive, yet. It is. LaShawn McCoy is more effective than Amari Cooper is still, even in his elder age. And they have a need. They're a good team. And LaShawn McCoy can help a winning team uh, right now. So you can be like, yeah, okay. You know what? You tell Buffalo, listen, we'll give you a fourth and a fifth rounder. We're talking about a future Hall of Famer that can still play. Right and you, yeah, and, exactly. and like I'm oh, sure the Raiders were floored that that, that yeah. somebody oh, bid on this. It's, it's that, insane, you know. actually. It's like it's almost like you give somebody a blank check and you're expecting you know a couple thousand dollars and they write in like five hundred thousand or a million. You know, hey, thanks. Hey, I, I'm down with that program. They probably expected a third or a fourth, and they're get, and, and they're getting a first. That's nuts. And I will tell you this, Morenci. You know, in the NFL now, things have changed a lot from years past. There used to be a lot more first-round busts all the time when we were growing up, right? But in today's world with the super scouts and everybody around, you've seen the percentages of first-round picks all become You're right. players that, that are starring and they're doing it's something true. on the field. It's basically that's why, Dallas is really stupid to do this. But That's why I, I said Amari that, Cooper's that you help. can't screw up. You can't screw up the first round. And then, like I said, too, when, when Super Bowls are really won, like winning teams are built from the fourth round up. It's like, yeah, yeah, we got this guy in the fifth round. No one knew about him. He's a pro bowler, right? Um, like, you'll see, you know, last year in the Super Bowl, man, I think it was like basically, I remember tweeting the stat out that I think it was like 70% of the players on the field basically were like third round picks or worse. You know, I mean, from Nick Foles to Tom Brady, like you went down the list. Like the whole first round pick thing, that was in the old days. No one knew anything in those days. Remember in the old days? It was like, oh, look at Tony Mandarich. Yeah. He eats a lot. He's big. Let's exactly. take the first overall. Hey, right? the Seattle like Seahawks, was... we took Dan McGuire because he was tall, Gabe. Six t- oh, we got a 6'10 quarterback. Oh, he's going to see well, over he looked the good line. in San Diego State. He was good. He, I remember betting he, on him know, in the old days. I know. I know the worst. Another great move. But like I you said, it wasn't an exact time. science. In no, those it days, wasn't. it really was. And like... Yeah, there wasn't even internet. So basically, it was like you saw some film of the guy, and it was like, all right. You know, you really went on basically the college career, and you hoped for the best. But as you stated, there were a ton of misses. Nowadays, dude, it's sort of like a a fantasy. It's like a fantasy football draft. Exactly. So what are you drafting in the first round? Who cares, man? If I draft there, I get this guy. If I don't, I get this guy, right? Look at Seattle. Look at Seattle. It's the same thing in real football now, Kev. Like, and it's, I look at teams like my team, the Bills and some of these teams, and the Browns, like, it's hard to screw up first-round picks every year. You, it's like walking in. It's basically like walking into a strip club in Vegas and finding a hot chick. It's like, yeah, maybe you didn't get the brunette. You got the blonde. No, no, you, you got the black chick. Oh, no, the hot Hispanic. Like, you can't lose. You know what I mean? When you're drafting in the NFL, it's like, I don't know. They're all studs, like you said. So to give up. A stud like Scruton's laughing right now. He's like, I can't believe they're going to give me a first, and not to mention they're not even that good. The first round pick's going to be like you know the, the 16th pick or something. It's going to be it's going to be like a middle. Of, it's going to be like it's or even lower. Like the Cowboys, let's say they're seven and nine. You know, you're going to get a nice pick out of this. You're going to get the you know the 14th pick in a draft or something. To to your point, look how Seattle and the Super Bowl team look at the the Legion of Boom. Cam Chancellor, fifth round. Starting franchise quarterback, Russell Wilson, third round. K.J. Wright, one of the most underrated linebackers in the league, fourth round, Mississippi State. Doug Baldwin, sixth round. 
You see those see? graphs? That's what I'm talking. Exactly. You say it. Like third and up, that's when you find those gems. And look, and like, look at the why, Buffalo Bills. That's why Bills. Seattle got good. That's why Seattle got and good. And look at the draft. Buffalo Bills. Look at the Buffalo Bills. Go on, look at her draft picks. Okay, you can say, yeah, well, well, Trey White's real good. Yeah, he's a first-round pick. You didn't really have to think too hard. You needed a DB, and he was there. You know what I mean? Show me your fourth-round picks. Show me your third-round pick. Show me your fifth-round pick. You guys are drafted. Bills drafted wide receivers. Can't make the team. You know, and it's a, well, it's only a fifth-round pick. Yeah, well, like you just said, Seattle Seahawks won a Super Bowl because of their fifth-round picks. Like these exactly. teams, they don't, they can't value, they don't understand this. And the Cowboys are a classic example of this. And the Cowboys, like, they never adjust their needs in drafts either. You know, like, they, you know, they, they took the Van Der Esch kid. You know, here's, here's the thing, Cam. Here's something interesting. How about not cutting Des Bryant and still having your first yes. overall pick? That, that, that would like, help. Then you, you wouldn't have to like, a first-round pick for Cooper. Exactly. How, how much, much better, better is Amari Cooper, Cooper than Des Bryant? Not much. Not much. Not much at all. That, like, not, what's the point? You got rid of Dez, and now <laughs> you don't have a first-round pick. You already uh, had a wide receiver that was as good as Amari Cooper, but you got rid of him, and you got nothing out of it. Case <laughs> closing. Jerry, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you. if you walked into my court of law, I just put the gavel down and go, case closed. That was a great point about Des Bryant. Like, he's the same guy. You already Cooper. had him. Yeah, I, know. I know. He's a little older, but he was more effective anyways. Like, you yeah, already you know, had the Cooper, same Cooper. wide receiver. Yeah, like Cooper will drop more balls. Des Bryant, sure, he can't get separation anymore, but across the middle, he's yeah. I, I would almost say he's better because he won't drop the ball as much as Cooper. Plus, he knows the offense. What the hell is Amari uh, Cooper going to do? Amen. Exactly. I, I, it's, a, it's a move of desperation, and to give a first-rounder, I'm, I'm still in shock. Put it this way. It, it's crazy. All you need to know is this. So you're telling me, you're telling me that the Denver Broncos, who are openly shopping to Marius Thomas right now, you're telling me they wouldn't have taken a first-round pick, so they wouldn't even they wouldn't even expect a first-round pick. And I tell you what, who would you rather? If I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I'd rather have Demarius Thomas this week. Demarius I'd Thomas. I'd rather have Demarius He's Thomas. He's a pro. Than Cooper. Exactly. Demarius, Demarius Thomas, you can drop on the field right away. He'll make plays for you. You know, he's a Super Bowl champion. He's a great wide receiver. He's never really had good quarterbacks around him. You know, like Demarius Thomas is a guy whose career. Like I like to interview this guy down great, the road. Great, great he, tweet, he, great tweet from our buddy Long Island Rage George Kurtz. You would have thought that with so many wide receivers apparently available, trade Cooper, Benjamin Parker, Thomas, etc. That the price. Jeremy have been Macklin's so high. unsigned. Jeremy yep. Macklin's unsigned. Why didn't just yeah. sign Jeremy Macklin? Not give up a and first round says, pick. Then again, Jerry Jones is a terrible poker player. As a Dallas fan, we're just seeing history repeat itself. AKA Joey Galloway and Williams. George Kurtz knows. He's a fan. Now he's got more rage. Yeah, it's it, what, honestly like. How do you not become in that war room before you like accept that call? Like you're talking to the Raiders. There's got to be another guy in there saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! First rounder? No, no, no. Let's take a break here and let's let's start discussing this. This is just stupid. The Raiders they don't even know what hit them. It's like they won the lottery today. It's crazy. I, can't, I don't. You can yeah, see I, I, their I, team sucks, Morency, but they got they got four first round picks now. Like you're, you're they're gonna like. How do you screw that up? Like that's crazy. You, you know what the thing is? Gruden might not even like. That's the thing. He might be. He might be back uh, doing Monday Night Football. But the Raiders are going to be good and d- down the line if they don't screw this up. Four players in the first round. Oh man, that's 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 a, that's a dream situation. Yeah. The next one. Um, the next one will be. Um, the next one will be Derek Carr. 
you know, the only question is, like, teams generally don't trade for quarterbacks midseason, right? It's tough to, to work a quarterback in yep. uh, like this, as we saw with Derek Anderson. But that's another uh, story. Uh, not even his. No, what? I'm not. No, what? I'm not going to sell Derek Anderson down the line. This guy was playing golf before Buffalo picked him up. And I'll tell you, in that game, he made some throws. They had they dropped some balls. They fumbled. They fumbled the ball early when they're back in that game. You know. And Kelvin Benjamin again, right when they were starting to do good things, took a stupid 15-yard penalty. Gabe, that guy's a head case. He's. He, I'm telling you, man. I would. I would rid myself of Kelvin Benjamin. I don't even care about the upside. It's. it's the Bills. It's not cool. The Bills. Not cool. To me, the Bills. I would have just cut him. I would have released. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Exactly. You're not. You're, listen. You're not getting. You're not getting anything for him for a trade. It's not worth it. You, what are you going to do? You're going to call someone and say, well, I don't know. Maybe they should have offered him to Dallas, actually. <laughs> exactly. Dallas, probably get a third Dallas rounder given a, Yeah, a second rounder for Kelvin. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even joking. Like, I'm actually thinking, son of a bitch, we should have called those guys. You should have. You don't know. You don't know what Jerry Jones going to do. You know, he's insane. Like, this, this, is, this is one of these deals where it's like an old rich guy and, like, the, the younger people in the family got to say, listen, we, gotta, we can't let him drive anymore. Yeah, you know, we can't let him manage his money anymore. Like he's getting crazy. It's a good point. It's a good but point. But this is Stephen. This is this is Stephen Jones' move. Stephen, Stephen, like Stephen's really the one running things now. Jerry's just sort of the money guy. Um, but I don't know. To me, Amari Cooper is a perfect Dallas Cowboy, though. He looks good. He's flashy, but he's an underachiever. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's really born yeah. to be a Cowboy, Amari Cooper. To be honest, you're absolutely correct. Like he's a perfect fit for him. Like he'll I look just... cool in the uniform and. He'll run around. You're going to be like, man, he looks, you know, I don't know what the, I don't know what his deal is. I don't know. I like to talk to a scout, someone that really knows football. Is it his explosiveness? Is he not getting off the line of scrimmage? I don't see the, I see Raider games, but I'm not isolated on Amari Cooper. Like I don't, sure. you know what I mean? I'm not, I can't professionally sit here and tell you exactly what's up, but I'll tell you, he doesn't get open. You know, and as I said, the separation isn't there. The route running, which is weird because he used to be a good route runner. It's just, I don't know. He's, it's like he's lost. It's like he's he got too, I, I, he got too big, it, too. He got too yeah. clunky and muscular. He's sort of like a David Boston now. Like, he, he used David to be Boston, agile. And, David Boston was awesome, though. Oh, man. Yeah, for he, a little bit. The, but, he's, yeah, but he was all ripped he, in. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, when he was ripped, at least he still, like, bowled over guys. Amari he had drop ripped, issues. Doing nothing. Yeah, he's had drop issues. It's strange because you can't say, wow, he doesn't try. He doesn't work. He doesn't, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't work. And, you know, Gruden, Gruden was frustrated earlier in the year with Carr. And he was like, you know, he told Carr, you've got to get the ball to Amari Cooper more. Like, you know? And basically after a couple of weeks, I think Gruden went to him and he said, all right, I'm sorry. Yeah, he said, all right, I see. I see now. I think, and that's why Gruden traded him. Like, Gruden saw, all right. We're not getting, he can't get the ball to him. He doesn't get open. You know, it's a problem. So now he goes to Dallas. It's not exactly the best offense for him to be in. Like, and you're, you're in Dallas. Like, you know what I mean, Kim? Like, you're on, the, you're on the L.A. Rams. Yeah. You don't have to get open. You are already open. You know what I mean? Like, Robert Woods is really good, but would he be as good on the Cleveland Browns? No. He's no. in a situation where no. it's like you they saw, got Todd Gurley. You, you got you Brandon Cooks Buffalo. running down the field. Exactly. He was Buffalo. good at Buffalo. Exactly. He was good. Everybody goes to great. Buffalo. When they, leave, when they leave Buffalo, they become better. It's kind of like the Leafs exactly. in hockey. When they go away, they become better on another team. And, I, and, and that's true. But Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper would struggle. Like, like I'm saying, like Robert Woods goes to the Cowboys. He's not just like, 
Amari Cooper's not a number one wide receiver. Like he's it's not also, scaring anybody. Like it's no, also other, bad. no other team is going to be like, oh no, they have Amari Cooper. It's going to be like, yeah, whatever, man. And he's not even going to get our best guy. And maybe he will because we don't fear anyone else. It's like he's not even better than Michael Gallup right now. So no, no one, not. like no DCs are going to be like, oh no, this is a tough matchup for us now. That's the problem when you face the Rams or the Chiefs. It's like, look at Sammy Watkins. Now Watkins is producing because he's the fourth option. You got Kareem Hunt, you got Tyreek Hill, you got Travis Kelsey. It's like, oh, look, Sammy Watkins is open every play, right? So it's pressure off of him. Like Amari Cooper, if you dropped him on the Chiefs or something, he'd be in a good spot. You dropped him on the Rams, he'd be good. But you drop him on a Cowboy team with Dak Prescott, who's not a great, like, throwing quarterback, it doesn't move the needle at all. And you gave up no, a no. pick. It's actually really bad because when I think about teams that where it doesn't fit, it's Dallas. They're a run-heavy team with Ezekiel Elliott. And what is Cooper doing right now? He needs an offense to keep him excited every play. Okay, it could be coming to me and stuff like that, right? Now he's just going to be playing in a fog again. You're a run-heavy team, and you said it. Dak, Dak Prescott can he, he can motor with his legs, but his accuracy has always been in question. So yeah, I think it's a real problem. Like the only guy who really consistently stays in the game and gets gets balls all the time is Cole Beasley. He just does those little six-yard patterns, neat, neat little slant there. Thank you. It, this is not going to end well. I, I yeah, this is so our boy, our boy George Kurtz. Blew it's out. Kurtz is in. <laughs> But it's good Kurtz. timing, actually, because Kurtz is a big Cowboy fan. Kurtz! So, yes. Kurtz. Kurtz is going to join us. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kurtz is heroes. Uh, Kurtz is going to join us uh, right after the, uh, in a couple of minutes, after the 440 update. Um, so we'll get his thoughts from a uh, lifelong Dallas Cowboy fan on, on this deal. Hey, if you're the Raiders, you know, the Raiders are rebuilding, and I, I we can criticize the Raiders, and they've done some stupid things. I mean, they're they're old, and but to be honest, it's almost like they're tanking, and and I, I'm starting to yeah. see right now that I think Gruden knows what he's doing more than people realize that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Gruden right. looks and he says, "If you're the Raiders, you're not winning the division. You're not beating the Chiefs. There's not a hope in hell. You're not you're not competing for a wild card." Gruden saw this team and said, "You know what? We're not better than the, the Steelers. We're not like the Patriots. We're not like the Chiefs. He's, he's got, he's like got the that Chargers." He's got that element of Trump, Gabe. He's got he's crazy so guy I think in the room. He, Maybe he's pulling the yeah, wool over their I think, eyes. I think he knows. He's like, whatever, man. I'll just get some old dudes. We'll lose a bunch of games. I'll get rid of everybody. Go to Vegas. And I'm gonna st- I'm gonna rebuild this team, and I'm gonna have like 22 draft picks. And look, getting this first round pick. The only thing with Gruden is, at some point though, he's gonna have to hand the reins to young players, and he doesn't like I agree. he doesn't like young players, Gruden. All right, uh, George Kurtz joins us next. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day.
game time decisions. Wow, we got a lot of stuff going on. We'll talk a little World Series, but Monday Night Football, Giants, Falcons. Amari Cooper traded. And this is more, this story seems more about what the Dallas Cowboys gave up more than anything. Exactly. So analyzing this this trade that just happened about half an hour ago or so. Uh, big win for the Raiders, getting a first-round pick for an ineffective wide receiver that I'm sure no one else in the National Football League would have given anything more than maybe a third-round pick, but I don't even see that. You know, he came into the league in 2013, too, so he's been here for a while. He's not getting any younger, and it's not like he's suddenly going to get better. So that, that was a strange, um, strange move. But uh, now uh, Patrick Peterson uh, in Arizona officially wants out, like now. He wants to be moved before the October 30th trade deadline. And uh, the quote is, he desperately, not just he wants out, he desperately wants out. And they should let him out. He's too good of a player to yep. bury on this this dumpster fire. They're not going anywhere. They're in complete rebuild mode. And Imagine him with the Chiefs. The Kansas, yeah, from the Kansas City Chiefs, exactly. <laughs> Rams? Everyone knows that, and they're going to know that. Rams are already loaded, but I'll tell you what, the Rams would throw them in there in a heartbeat. <laughs> like, Damn right they they'd would. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, man. We'll just start five like Pro Bowl yeah. DBs they back also there. Have, they it. also have guys banged up, Gabe, so it's a nice depth move. Like, yeah, true. Like when you're when you're close well, they're to all the Rams in. and they're the Chiefs are, they, they, yeah. yeah, the Chiefs and Rams, all in. Wouldn't be they surprised should be, at least. New, new, what about New England? You don't think Bill Belichick can uh, yeah, yeah. work on somebody would like, like a guy that? like Peterson? Do we have Dark George horse. Kurtz? Is George with us, Sean? Let's send it to the island. Thanks, Prince. Yeah, the island. The island. George Kurtz joins us as Cam calls him Long Island Rage. Rage. We'll see if there's some long uh, <laughs> LIR right now. Light rail. <laughs> LIR. <laughs> LIR transit with George Kurtz. What's up, Kurtz? How you doing, buddy? Thanks for joining us on short notice. Uh, always my pleasure, guys. And uh, my day was going pretty good until about two, two and a half hours ago. Yeah, so what's up with this? Um, you know, I, I was in shock. I didn't know. I don't know why, too. I was hitting refresh. I was on top of things, basically. Um, but I think I was too involved in the Daily Roto Optimizer, George, and I was looking yeah. at all the props. And Takes up your so time. we opened up the show, and Cam's like, how about that Amari Cooper deal? And I'm flabbergasted that the Dallas Cowboys would actually give up a first-round pick uh, for, like, I, I don't see it. Like, I just, I don't understand this move. And what, what I really don't understand is, as I brought up, if you were that desperate for a wide receiver, you already had a wide receiver who's pretty much probably better still than Amari Cooper is and Des Bryant. Like, I don't, I don't get it. And there's so many... There's so many free agent guys out there. I mean, Jeremy Macklin, you talk, uh, George, you tweeted, Devontae Parker, obviously, this is going nowhere. You're better off rolling the dice with Devontae Parker, you know, in Miami and giving him a fourth-round pick. Like, I, I don't I don't get this move at all, George. I just, I, you know, it's baffling to me. And the thing is, it's the Cowboys' first-round pick is going to be a pretty good one, too. They're not going to the playoffs. I can't argue with anything you just said. I 100% agree. That's because Jerry Jones acts like a frantic fantasy owner. Oh, my God, it didn't work out yesterday. Yeah. It's been bad all year. We don't have a wide receiver. Yeah. What, Cooper? He used to be good. I know that name. Let's give him a first round. That's what they want. First round, let's do that. I mean, come on, man. As a Cowboy fan, we've seen this before. It's rinse and repeat. Joey Galloway, let's give up a couple of picks because we want to get Aikman one last shot at the Super Bowl. Oh, Roy Williams? Sure. We'll give you first, third. What do you want? Hey, Anything else? Hey, Kurtz. Kurtz. Ray Caruso to jail. Give him a call. 
Right, maybe, yeah. Maybe he can kill <laughs> oh. an opposing defensive back. Wow. Go for that, too. <laughs> I mean, uh, didn't see that just, one coming. <laughs> no, that's something I would say, Cam. Well done. <laughs> Thank you, Gabe. It's, it's disappointing, guys, but as I'm, listen, I'm a Cowboy fan since the 70s. And over the last, since Jerry Jones has taken over, especially over the past 15 years, you can't be flabbergasted about this deal because it's Jerry Jones. Not even surprising. Um, not they, even they, love getting, they, love, they love getting retreads. Like, Gabe, it's exactly the same. Like, I don't want to use the hockey analogy. Remember the Leafs with Owen Nolan? They get they get players, like, outside their yeah. prime. And, hey, thanks. Thanks for nothing. We're just going to, you know, collect the money, shit the bed, and uh, not do anything. Like, you don't even put but asses you think about in. this. Gabe is right. This could be a top 10 pick next year. The Cowboys aren't going to yes. get all that much better here. And, you know, you got to pay him. If you're going to keep him next year, which we don't know, he gets $13.9 million. That's the money that pretty much Des was made. Insane. Insane. Cooper instead, yep. and if you resign him, he'll be more worth more than that. He's going to want more than that. So, uh, or he's going to let him go and just literally, burn, you know, light a first round pick on and fire he, for eight games. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing to me. Just and, and why, like you said, it's a de- the act of desperation. You nearly tied the game yesterday. It goes off the upright. Accept the team that you have and move forward. Yeah, you mentioned it. So Jerry Jones, and I thought it was so fitting, George, that Conor McGregor was at the game last week, and. They were just buddy-buddy, him and Jerry Jones. And I actually said, I said, you know, they're, they're both the same. They don't really care about winning or losing. They care about the image. They care about the brand. They care about making money. And I was thinking that Jerry Jones was, like, so happy to have Connor there. And I was thinking, you know, I was thinking, you know, Jerry, he didn't win the fight, right? You know, he's the guy that got beat up pretty good. But no, no, but Connor's all about the flash. And Amari, like you said, Amari Cooper, oh, he's flashy. Oh, he looks good. He's ripped, right? Oh, I'm a oh, first round. Oh, oh, yeah. And he jumps on this. And, like, you can tell me this, George, maybe. You're, you're the, the cowboy guy here. But, like, do they have somebody else in the room? See, like, I, I use the comparison. It's like Trump and Ivanka. It seems like Steven's the only one that Jerry will somewhat listen to. But it's not like Steven's some lifelong football genius. So, like, suddenly Steven Jones is the smartest guy in the room. And evidently, he's not smart enough because he's not stopping a lot of weird moves. Uh, you know, they're just, it's, and we brought it up too, George. And, and in the old days, remember like Tony Mandarich on a cover of Sports Illustrated? And, oh, he spends $500 a day eating. And, you know, look, he's ripped and he got taken first overall. The old first round picks used to be kind of hit or miss. It wasn't as much of a science now. Now we know what color of the, the guy's urine is. Oh, you know, his piss is pretty white, Joe. Oh, they like the tone of his piss. It's nice and yellow. Like, they, we know everything about these guys now. You, it's hard to screw up the first-round pick. So, in other words, you get a damn good player in the first round, George, they just gave up for Amari Cooper. You can blindly get a good player in the top 12 picks of the NFL draft, and the Cowboys just gave that away. You know, when, uh, you know, when, I, when, when Cooper became available last week, I started going through my head, you know, for the Cowboys, uh, what would I give up yeah, for? What would you think, fourth-rounder? I think fourth round was what I would have liked, but I said, yeah. all right, I can be talked into a third. I can be talked into a third round pick. And then when I see it, uh, I'm starting to get more and more worried. And Cam, and Cam brought it up yesterday during the Fantasy Football Live show, and I'm getting more and more worried because it's Jerry Jones. It's Jerry Jones. And what you said is so <laughs> correct. He's yeah. worried about making a splash, about get, making everybody forget that he passed up on Calvin Ridley in the first round of the draft. And he's made, yeah. he wants to get everybody off that. You know, no, he doesn't want anybody thinking about yesterday's loss. Yeah, nothing against Cowboys Van Der or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, he's a good exactly. player. Like, I like, I like Van Der Yeah, exactly. But it's not the answer. I, you I had, had a big well, need, I, and you passed up on it. 
one thing to play yeah. devil's advocate, guys, if you're looking at a positive, Amari Cooper, two-time Pro Bowl. The guy's, the guy's six months older than Calvin Ridley. He's 24 years old. It seems like he's a lot that's older. It's crazy that he's so, not young. Wow. I know. Yeah, that's, that's the that's thing. It, yeah. he's, only, he's only six months older than Calvin Ridley. So that's the one thing we can look at. Maybe, uh, you know, that we, I thought he was older than that too, guys. But I don't so mind acquiring him. I don't mind. I don't mind acquiring him, guys. But it's the price you paid for. Oh yeah, How no, first round does he go for? It's insane. Uh, to get to give up your first round pick, that has to mean that there were other teams out there, either offering a high second round pick, but they were uh, you know lower, or, or a top first or a bottom of the first round pick. But you you had to offer your first to beat them. Are you telling me there were teams out there? And by that, I probably mean plural. Because I don't think the Raiders would have traded with a team in the AFC, certainly not the AFC West. So there were teams out there that wanted Cooper this bad, that were beating you? I mean, or was Jerry Jones just that bad at poker play? Did he just say, what do you want? First? Okay. Sounds good. I mean, you it's know just, what? that's what's insane to me. It's almost, it's almost, I get that feeling too. I, I don't know. We don't know. I can't believe there was a bidding war going on. And... I almost think it's like Jerry said, you know, I saw a report, Jay Glazer, Raiders want a first-round pick. Give him the pick. Like he said, I don't even, like, it feels like he, like, you know, Jerry, when he goes and buys a car, it's a lot. He's got enough money. He doesn't need to negotiate. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> give, give the asking price. All right, here you go. I'll pay, I'll uh, pay full sticker price. <laughs> so, I, just, I will be honest. I didn't realize that he was, you know, he's 24 years old. Not that it really yeah. matters anyways. He seems, I don't know what his interest is. I don't know. There's something off with him right now. But That's been a rumor Demarius too that he's Thomas, not, he's not, he doesn't love football. Yeah, that he's not. And yeah. I'm telling you, I brought this up before with Alabama guys. I think playing for Saban burns people out. I think it burns them out. I think they go through. It's like a boot camp. I've seen Bama players say that, that, man, I go through this to get to the NFL. And I think once they get to the NFL, it's like, well, I got paid. You know, I went through hell already. You're, you know, know you'll get, that's a good point, especially the especially the skill position players. Like, they have the linemen and stuff, but I've noticed, like, Ingram, you know, uh, Cooper, like, all those guys. You're right. Like, I, I think a lot of the time it turns out running backs and receivers that go to Alabama. Ingram's actually been the best Alabama guy. For longevity. I mean, he's definitely. had a pro long. Yeah, he's pro long. He's yeah. gotten better. But I was going to bring up Demarius Thomas. Now, I know Demarius Thomas is older than Amari Cooper, but he's still better than Amari Cooper, George. And I can't believe that the Broncos want a first-round pick for Demarius Thomas. Well, you heard Thomas came out today and said he thinks his time in Denver is coming to an end. So it seems like they both, both sides want a divorce day. It took Cortland Sutton. That seemed to be picking up. And Emmanuel Sanders has gone off. I mean, as far as Cooper's concerned, I, this is what I would call a final piece of the puzzle trade. If Dallas, you mentioned the Chiefs and Rams. If Dallas is one of those two teams, okay, I get it. You know, his final piece of the puzzle and you're competing for a Super Bowl. Even if everything goes perfect with Cooper, what does he give you? He makes you 9-7? and seven? You're still not better than the Rams. You know, you're still not better than the Saints. You're probably not better than the Vikings. How is this? Or the Eagles. This, how is, this, or the, well, the Eagles have their own issues. But how does this yeah, trade do. make any sense in any, any way? If you want, the, if you were a homer, you know, you're a Cowboy fan. If you're a homer. I want to hear the bright spot. You know how you can look at this through rose-colored lenses and all that, and tell me how this trade's going to work out, where it's going to be beautiful. That's and what people thing. don't realize. How about if they pick up his contract next year? Does that mean Demarcus Lawrence and Byron Jones are no longer on the team because they can't afford to pay those guys? That's how insane that's this deal is. Great, great point, George. Yeah, yeah that's another thing. It's going to affect the other contracts. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> and like you said, like you can, you know, at times, like yeah, we gave a first round pick, but ooh, you know, ooh, now we got, now we can, we're going to make the plus. We're going to beat these guys. We're going to whatever. 
like you know, like with the Raptors, I was upset. You know, we gave away DeMar DeRozan for a guy that yeah, he doesn't he doesn't like it anywhere, and he's he's a contract at the end of the year. Then I realized, like, yeah, but you got Kawhi Leonard for a year, right? <laughs> he's pretty good. So you can look at the upside and go, wow, yeah, maybe the Raptors can actually make it to the finals now this year, and it would almost make it worth it and, and see what happens after. But you're right. Like, what's the ultimate upside? Like, for Mario Cooper, like, for Mario Cooper, it would be a good game if he had six catches and 72 yards. Is that moving the needle for anybody? Is that winning you a division? Like you said, is that knocking off? Ooh, now the Vikings are scared. That's what I stated earlier, George. Right now, do you think any defensive coordinators right now that are on a Cowboys schedule are going, oh, shit, this is going to be a bitch to deal with when we play them? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, no. Does this take like, anybody you out know, of the box? You know, yeah. You know DCs when they look like some team that's playing the Chiefs in two weeks. Watch last night. Yeah, you know the DC fits. guys, they're, they're calling each other, and they're like, holy shit, Jim. We got to deal with this? And they're going to be like, I don't know. Like, they're going to be like, I don't know how to deal with this. Like, no one's saying that. Like, no one's calling each other and going, hey, did you hear they got Amari Cooper? We're in a lot of trouble when we face them. How are we going to match up with this? Like I said, they're just going to put another guy on him, and that, that's just that. Like, uh, baffling move, George. Ba- baffling move. You know, uh, people ask me uh, often, I live in New York, I've always lived in New York, and they ask me how I became a Cowboy fan. And the quick story is, my, my father wasn't a Cowboy fan, uh, so Giants and Jets sucked back in the 70s. I mean, they were really bad in the 70s. And my father, during the second Cowboy Pittsburgh Super Bowl, that's the one that Jackie Smith dropped the ball, for those who don't know, yeah, yeah. told me to pick, a, he had, we had a Super Bowl party. I was about nine years old, told me to pick a team. And I picked the Cowboys, you know, star on the helmet, the colors right now. And this, I've been thinking this for a long time now. I really wish I would have picked the Steelers because I am tired of this crap with Jerry. It's been going on for 20 freaking years. But you know what's crazy, George, you say that the Cowboys are such a popular team and stuff. And I'm from Montreal. And I remember it was the Bills. and I'm a diehard Bills fan. And the Bills make it to the Super Bowls. Always lose, always lose. And... You know, Greek guys, Italian dudes, you know, just the, the Flash always loved the Cowboys. And I used to go That's to the sports, uh, the sports bar all the time. These guys were betting thousands on the Cowboys, making money. And I remember just looking over at their table all the time and thinking, man, what, 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 what it must be like to be a Cowboy fan? Like they're smoking cigars, counting the money. <laughs> like another win, another Super Bowl. Oh, we crushed your bills again, Marenzi. <laughs> and they're all like, and I was like, wow. And I actually saw, thought the same thing, George. I was like, man, when I was a kid, I loved Tony Dorsett. And I loved their cheerleaders. Like Tony Dorsett was one of my favorite players. Yeah. And I remember thinking, why didn't I just be a Cowboy fan? Like when I was like, why, how did I end up a Bills fan? Like how am I stuck with this? And I'm watching the Cowboys. But now I hear you say all these years later, how am I stuck with these guys? <laughs> And I'll always be a Cowboy. I mean, I'll never change, but it's like, you know, that's why I'm not surprised. I don't think as a Cowboy fan, especially one as old as I am, where you can be surprised by these moves. We've seen Jerry Jones do this over and over again. I think what you said is perfect. I think it's true. He's not worried about winning and losing. He's worried about making the splash and getting the negative off the page. You know what, Marenzi? It made you who you are. If you were a Cowboy, if you were a Cowboys fan, you'd be a lost lot softer. You need the disappointment <laughs> and the rage that the Bills create. You know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I look forward to Corey. Corey's take on this uh, tomorrow, actually. Oh, he'll yeah, put, he'll yeah, put he's... a good spin on it. He'll put a good spin on it, guaranteed. <laughs> You're right. I know he's that. definitely I a homer. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, I want to hear his I, 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 
He's in denial. I know. Like, for everything. Like, he's such an optimist all the time. Like, he guaranteed the Yankees win that night against the Red Sox. <laughs> he, like, you know, no, Jerry Jones knows what he's doing, George. It's, it's true. You know him. Like, he's, he, he defends them no matter what. He doesn't. That's great. If you, you're a homer and you want to root for your team, you know, they're right no matter what. I'm yeah, Jerry's, Jerry's making point. billions. Jerry's making billions off of guys like Corey. <laughs> yes, because a lot of fans are like, oh, we got Cooper, number one, Elliot, no, no eight men in the box. You, you said it perfectly. There, there's no defensive coordinator shitting bricks now going, oh, God, I got to move Josh Norman to cover Cooper all the time now. He's got to travel. No one's worried about Amari Cooper. All right, George, we got a couple minutes here. Uh, World Series, Boston, uh, and, oh, yeah. and the Dodgers. You're, you're going to like this one. Uh, George has got a good take on the World Series. It's, uh, we talked about it yesterday. Your take, George. I got Boston. I think, I think Boston's the better team here. I think uh, so, if you want to say Sale and Kershaw Craw cancel each other out, fine. But Boston's at home. I think that's a major advantage in Fenway. And I think they're going to wreck some of these starters for the Dodgers outside of Kershaw. I think they'll hit Kershaw, but not wreck him. But I think they'll wreck Ryu. Bueller will be a problem because he throws hard. Yeah. But uh, I, I like the Red Sox here in six. Yeah, I have a hard time. I, you know, I'm Dodgers game. It's the year. Don't don't back out. That's your team. Got to be like Corey. Ride the home. Yeah, come on, Homer. Dodgers. I'm not backing out. I'm just being realistic. Yeah, we're tough, but I think they match up well with the Red Sox. Yeah, we'll talk about the World Series on the other side. Great stuff, George. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, George. Anytime, guys. I'm gonna go drink myself into oblivion. Sounds good, George Kurtz. Cowboy fan and, and and Yankee fan, just like Corey Parson. True. <laughs> Game time decisions. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. I was waiting for the back to live action, fellas. Back to live action, fellas. Good job, Angle. The Prince. Sean Angle working the board today. Good job. Yeah. Our boy Yang uh, was uh, on the morning show this morning. Oh, yeah, he's working. Uh, where, he did where, our show last night, too. Where is the Memphis kid anyways? Where is uh, uh, he's in? Uh, he's actually in Tennessee. I think he's in Memphis. He's doing something with his girlfriend, and then he said he had to go to Washington, D.C., and... He told me and Galena, I think he's back. He might not be back next week, and then I heard he's back tomorrow. So I don't know what the hell going on. So yeah, I don't know where he is. Yeah, this no, guy, no, uh, yeah, nobody, he's, he's nobody tells me anything. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm always the last to know. I thought he was in Orlando for some reason. <laughs> really, Orlando? Yeah, I, th- I thought he said. I thought he said Tennessee, but. Because I remember we were talking about the the Titans and stuff, and he said he was heading there. So I think he. Could, I think he could be getting. Is he getting married? 
That's the thing. I said, are you getting married? But he, he kind of I think it's like pre-wedding something. I don't know what's going on. His lady's from uh, Memphis, right? So I guess uh, maybe they're visiting relatives. Yeah, you know, I'm one of these people that, like, works with people that knows nothing about them. <laughs> like, eh, fair enough. Like, like every day I'm like, I, you know, dude, we were in that studio in Toronto for, like, a long time, and like, on the last day, I was like, see you later, dude. <laughs> Have a good one, bro. <laughs> I was like, hey, I don't know this guy's name. Yeah, like, I, I don't know this guy's name. Like, I didn't know the cameraman's name. There was one dude, man. He worked at the fight now. He was I know, I did the same dude. thing. Yeah, I know what you're talking Yeah, about. he never talked really much, right? Yeah. So I never really guy, he was pretty cold. It was cold, too. Yeah, so I, I, I never really knew the guy that about. Yeah. Yeah, I never really talked to him too much. So the thing is, I realized this. I was like, man, I don't know my own cameraman. Like, the guy did the camera for, like, three years on MMA Meltdown, once a week for three years. <laughs> Didn't know the guy's name. Hey, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah, like, people wonder, oh, they must know each other. They're in the studio. What's, like, what's up, what's up, Dave? Because I, I hate to say it, but I, I get that often from people. Like, I'll meet someone and go, my friend worked with you at the score. Right. And I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, who? And they say their name. I'm like, I got no uh, clue. Listen, no, 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 they no, worked. No. They worked at the score while I did. All right, they worked there. It doesn't mean like I knew them. Like, yeah, like, I'm not saying the same I'm a jerk. No. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not being like a jerk. Oh, I don't talk to people, but you know, I'm in my own little bubble there, right? Like, I mean, there was like what 240 employees in that building cab at the score, and I probably yeah. knew the name of about 15 of them, maybe 10. H- <laughs> HR, HR, our HR knew our names. I knew. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I knew I knew Sally's name. Trust yeah, me, Sally. Sally knew us. <laughs> you idiot! I, Don't ever get choked I've out again, in, yeah, Nancy. I've been Quit. I've been in this business for like 17, 18 years, and she's right up there on the list. Like I gotta tell you, like if people I've dealt with and on your Billy Mac, how do many people? Yeah. yeah, there's not too many people that have stuck it to me. Like I've won most of the battles, but I'll give her a tip of the cap. I'll give her a tip of the cap. She plays hardball. <laughs> she does. You know she, what? She also ran that station into the ground. She also ran that station into the ground, but that's oh, besides definitely. the point. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, she best, also, yeah. The best she's is, coming at me and you for drinking. Of, she's a she's a piss tag. Like, it's like yeah, you, you, yeah. you can't you can't go up to somebody and say, "Hey, you guys drink in your party." I'm like, "What the hell? You and you and Lafleur are going down every night to the bar. Like, we're still yeah, doing yeah, shows. Yeah. Like, don't do Hey, when you people in glass she's houses, I was throw stones. Stones. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, exactly. do a lot of stuff. Exactly. No, yeah. trust me. I know where the bodies are buried. Dumerency. Yeah, exactly. But that's not my style. I'm not even yeah, I'm not even gonna say, it, but exactly. This chick, like, you know, it's like, all right, you want to play hardball, and you you want to yeah. keep pointing fingers. Let's go. You know, we did it, but um, <laughs> yeah, so Roger, so there's all these people at Fantasy Guys after there used to be this network we were at at the score. A lot of people listening to me and Cam are aware of this, but you know, Fantasy had some of the same managements like that after the fact, and yep. Um. So yeah, there was Roger Lafleur. Roger's a good guy. I got, you know, Roger's he is a good, good guy. guy. Roger's okay, yeah. So, I like Roger. Um, it was just funny, though. So Roger was sitting there, and something came up about the score. And somebody said to me, they're like, you really hate the score, don't you? I said, actually, don't. Uh, no. I said, if you, I said, if you see, pay attention, I've never I've never gone in any diatribe against them. Yeah, I've said, I said, yeah, thanks to John Levy for, for the opportunity. <laughs> and, you know, no ill will. I said, because of that, I moved to Las Vegas after and. Yeah, you know, I basically had no ill will. And then I did say, though, and it was Roger that asked me, actually, I think. And I did say to Roger, though, but I did say, but I said to him, I said, but I'd be lying to you if I told you I let the Sally chick. And then I called her. I think, I, yeah, 
I think I might have used the C word. I oh, said, she's no. a F-ing. Yeah, I, and then I went off. And I even said, I said, out of my years in the industry, man. I said, that chick. And I went off. And he got up and walked away sort of in a huff. Wow. And, and exactly. I clued in. Like you said, they're best friends, right? I know. They're drinking buddies. That's yeah. the best. And then, but then you remember, Roger then turned on me. Remember? Like, uh, it was the only time oh, I yeah, had a complaint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Roger, actually, Roger was filed a we complaint were, against me. You, you are fantasy. correct. We, we were, we were doing the show together. I yelled, yelled about yeah, a commercial yeah. break. Yeah. That's, yeah, I was there doing it with you. I'm like, holy geez, here we go. Yeah, Roger actually bitched about you. But the, the thing is, here's my take on that shit. As a grown man, don't bitch about people. It's just stupid. Like, there's, like I was you never there. tattletale on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, buddy, I've seen you yell. That's like, that was like two out of ten. That was nothing. Like, I, I, you've yelled at me. You've yelled I didn't at me. Even yell. that. I didn't even I yell. It was the comment. <laughs> that I made. Exactly. The comment that I made. I said it would be nice to get through one show without something going wrong. I, I'm with God. I walked out. <laughs> there's only there's two people in the industry that I hate, but not going to mention their names. Other than I love everybody, but uh, there's a couple people I I know you're not a big fan like, of Jeff Merrick. No, I'm not. <laughs> but that, he's not on the top of your list type thing. That's just a guy, right? Like uh, he's pretty high on my list, actually. He's pretty high, high on your list. list. Like that a common perception. Like, that, that guy treated people me think, like a common I dog. Greg Sansoni. No, I said, really, America. No, you guys were buddies for a while. Like, you know, people you think I hate Sansoni, and I don't. You don't hate him at all. Yeah, no, we had, no, I don't. Yeah, and people also think Sansoni somehow like was my downfall, or he wasn't. Like, he really wasn't. Like, you know, I really don't have anything against Greg Sansoni. Here's, here's like, another I would, thing. I would tell you guys, I don't. I really don't have anything against anybody in this industry. And time, and time. Like, I used to be like angrier about it. Well, not true. I do. I do. But not for people we worked for. Like, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Like, I don't like the TSN radio people. How, how would I like them? They've cost like, us money. I, like how? Like, yeah, they're actually, actually, they're taking money out of our pocket. I don't blame. I don't blame Carlo for that because he just got hired by them. He's a good guy. He's doing the morning show there. But I'm with you on all the. Oh, I blame him personally. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't care. No, that, that guy was just. He treated me like a dog there. And, and the worst was, I used to do the show on Sunday. That's why I'm just going to get on. So we show called Leafs Brunch. So on Saturday we come in, we get clips, we do like a recap. Hey, there's there's the goal there, Ackyberg, bam, and you know we like a recap and stuff. And we'd have Wilbur on at the end, right? So I was hosting the show there, and then Bill Waters would come on, and we'd talk, and it was always on Sunday. Oh, after hockey picks, we go, we go in full Sunday. The show, like, right before 1 o'clock. Oh, hey, yeah. Who's your lock, who's your lock this week? He, Merrick fired me because I was talking about football on a hockey show. <laughs> and it's amazing. It's amazing because Cardano, Cardano wants to fire you now for talking about hockey on a football show. <laughs> really? <laughs> Well, baby. You see how you see how it comes full circle? Yeah, kind of. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just I don't know if Mike's no, gonna no, laugh no. out of this right now, but it's just think of, think of the irony, Mike. The cam was told like on a hockey show, don't bring up football. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually it's Gabe, cool. he, he didn't tell me I couldn't bring up football. That's the thing. Like if you would have warned Yeah, me, but you weren't like, talking football. It was one in the no. afternoon on Sunday. He said, All right, a couple we're of doing, picks. We're, yeah. we're doing fantasy picks and the guy snapped. I'm like, settle down, buddy. Put the brakes on. Just because you don't know anything about any other sport but hockey, it's not. You don't get mad at me. But anyway, that's the point. That guy's a prick. He knows wrestling. <laughs> oh, very much so. I got a lot of respect for his knowledge. Like he, he's a very smart guy. Like he's he is. He is knows, too. He's pretty tough. Apparently, he, like you can't come up to him in a bar. He, he knows like karate and stuff. 
Yeah, it seems like a few. It's like it seems like the hockey guys. This the is hockey funny guys, guys are the meanest they're, guys. They're, they're the meanest there's, guys. They, yeah, they, there's this perception of hockey guys are nice, but they're really not. Like they no, want to put you in the they're the, like they do. They're the biggest. They're the biggest say, snakes. They're I was going to say too. They're the ones that will surprise you though. They're so angry, like they hit the gym stuff. You know what I mean? Like you said, like you roll up American mouth off. He's going to kick you in the face in a bar. Oh, yeah. No, he knows that. No, like, he knows that. Like Darren Detition. Yeah, said, hey, what's up with the lipstick, Dutch? Boom, man. Like, Detition, like, nearly killed the guy. Like, I, Russ Amber told a story, but he saw Dutch put someone in a headlock in a hockey arena once. In, and basically, in Dutch's defense? TSN, TSN had to tell him, listen, Dutch, yeah. like, you can't kill people out there. But they mouth off to I, him. That's the thing. <laughs> I know the story, too. He was at a rink, and some guy was like, man, 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 like, he's buddy, I don't want to do something. The guy's like, screw you, lipstick boy, you pussy. I'm going to get, and he's like, hey, man, hey, I, I know boxing. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, sure you do. Sure you do. You know, boom. Like, that's the thing. I, I will defend that move. That guy, that guy enticed him. That's a whole other story. Yeah, Russ, Russ, <laughs> Russ, Russ, Amber, Russ Amber told me, though, never mess with the Titian. Like, he's I'm going to tell you something. Like, if we had a media, like MMA, a media, like, say, oh, like the game, Darren Titian, Darren Titian would kill everybody. Like, he, like I would, that guy would put me, I like it. We should, put me in a press We should compile. We should compile exactly. We'll compile it. He might be. He's, he's going to like, love us. I'm going to be honest gets, with you. Oh, yeah. Marexi and Cam were saying he's the toughest guy in sports media. He might be. He might be. I'm going to. I'm gonna tell Muncie I'd go far, but D- Dutchie would beat me up in like five seconds. He's an animal. Like he busts out of those suits, and he's in great shape, man. Like, and he can box. Good combination. Yeah, yeah. I think there might be some. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I, I would get murdered. Yeah, we're, we're giving, we're giving Dutchie from Toronto. Some, we're giving <laughs> yeah. Dutchie. We're giving Dutchie some love, but yeah, Dutchie. Uh, I think Dutchie might have. Yeah. You know, He's not getting tested over at that company for steroids. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, you're, saying. you're right. Hey, Dutchie, right, take a leak. <laughs> hey, hey, what's up, Haynes? Ryan Haynes. Haynes, it's, uh, what's up, Haynes? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Listen, uh, from, my brief, from my brief time over at uh, NHL Network with CSN, their addition is jacked. Like, no one wants to touch this guy, okay? He walks around there. People give him a wide, wide berth. Any way, any which way you want to put it, okay? It's steer clear. Yeah, he's a thick dude, man. Yeah. He, oh, he's, he's, he's angry. He's angry. All too. incredible Hulk. All, yeah. all of his, his shirts have to be custom cut. Like, he is, he, he, it's just like a triangle, man. It's fucking insane. No, yeah, no. It says something about it. Watch the F-bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No F-bombs. Yeah, I don't cam. I don't cam. It's not Merrick number one. Number one is Millard guy. Millard is a true, it's the true evil. <laughs> Want to hear a story about that guy, Gabe? Want to hear a story about that guy? I never met him, though. I got no problem with him because we were different. I was doing, like, I became, like, on air. I did the golf show and all this other crap. But when I first started working there, I was that guy's bitch, right? So it was my first day that I worked there, and I had to give him the scripts. And Gabe, this is what he did. This is a true story. He doesn't talk to me. He points. I'm like, what? He's pointing at a light. I go, yeah, you got a goal light. He goes, when the light's on, 
don't talk to me. I go, here's your friggin' scripts, you prick. Like, are you kidding me? That's a, that's a, like, he didn't talk to people. At work. It's like, buddy, we got to communicate. How long is the on cam? This and that. That guy, uh, and it's actually, he was crazy. When I did my NHL journey of the cup, he was kind of nice to me. Kind of like apologized, uh, like, in, 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 in his type of way for, like, being a dick for all those years. But anyway, it's all it's all good. Yeah, you're right, Hans. Yeah, I've, never, I've, never, I've never guy. met him. I've never Brad, met him. this guy I'm is not, over there? Brad Faye is a wicked guy. That guy is, I got all the time. Yeah, you can tell Brad Faye's a nice guy. He's a good person. My nemesis, really quickly, it's an easy one. Rob Pizzo, I'll punch you in the throat, man. Anytime, any day. <laughs> Step on up. Well, he's at the CBC building there, Hanser. It's throw down. Okay, okay. Last thing. How how did the Raiders get more for Mari Cooper than they got for Khalil Mack? Like, is that insane or what? Wow. It's a very good good point. Not to to bash uh, it. What what did the Patriots give up for Josh Gordon? Oh, another another good call. I think think it was a six-rounder. Yeah, like next Let's to nothing. <laughs> what did? Yeah, no, it, it was late. It was late. Yeah, uh, Josh sure. Gordon. Give what up. Right. Right now for right, who's who's going to win the World Series, Hanser? Uh, Boston will. Boston. Boston. Right. Yeah, it's Boston. Okay, guys. I'm going to but uh, we'll talk later. See you later. Yeah, you got it, Hanser. Have a good day, bud. I love him. I'm going to punch you in has yeah, got great calls, but he's got to watch the F-box. He does. <laughs> I know. That's uh, like, we can't help management. I, we, he's kind of like a dog. Like, we put him on the leash, but he breaks off. He, he's, he's feisty. Yeah, your calls, Hanser. For Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon Josh got a Gordon. fifth rounder. So you're telling me that Mario Cooper is four, four rounders better than he is? Come on. I, I think Josh Gordon's better than Mario Cooper. <laughs> Personally. Don't you? Who would you rather? Well, like, honestly, I think Josh Gordon's just as good as Mario Cooper. Who is? That's I'm doing insane. this on Twitter now. Who is the toughest dude? Guy in media? In s- sports media. It can't be an ex-player either. That's got to be like, no, no, like, uh, not like Tony Twist battle. working for the NHL Network or something. <sighs> battle Royal. Or, uh, yeah, battle Royal fight. fight. Dutchy. Yeah, no ex-athletes. <laughs> yeah, no ex-athletes. Yeah, not, yeah. And, yeah, no MMA media. No MMA media. <laughs> yeah, like someone's gonna say, "Well, you know, Chuck Liddell's in the media." It's like, hey, yeah, I'm not talking about Chuck Liddell. There's your, there's your boy Pete Yiannopoulos. He sent a picture with Jack Armstrong. Hello, Voice yeah, I just tweeted it out. Nice, uh, I'm yeah, Pete, Pete's a high roller. Great Look guys, Pete. Pete's a great. Guy. They're not, great. they're not, they're not letting you and me on the court and take pictures with us. No, they, no. Honestly, if I step <laughs> on the court, they, call, they, they put a blow dart in me and say, "Who the hell? Oh, that's it, this asshole." Hey, hey. I used to cover the Leafs. The prick, <laughs> Jack. Jack actually waves at me at games. Jack's the best. Does. Oh no, yeah, no, Jack. Yeah, I see Jack. He he'll go, "Hey, Gabe." He'll wave like guy. you know. Oh, he's such and, a good guy. Uh, Eric Smith, I have no beef with Eric Smith either. Like, no, I got no uh, I'm not close with Eric, with Eric Smith, either. but I got I got no, nothing bad to say about him. You know I got I mean? nothing bad to say either. It was actually nice he works to hard. media football game. He's a hard worker. Yeah, he works hard. He takes the job yeah. seriously. I I got, in fact, he's probably the one I like the best over there, Eric Smith. Oh, yeah. I used to have on my show a lot, dogs. but, you know, it's just one of those things. It's their fault, but I just don't have any sports that people on my show ever. And, you know, yeah. I just don't. Goes both ways. Why? Um, exactly. Yeah. Game time decisions continues. <laughs> Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app. 
TuneIn Radio app or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. We threw this out there right now. Uh, who's the toughest guy in sports media? I said, Ian Campbell's stick a detention's right at the top of the list. Pie Man says Scotty Farrell. No, Scotty Farrell. Scotty Farrell's a good Scotty guy. Scotty Farrell? We talked to you about You beat up Scotty Farrell. <laughs> Scotty Farrell, like, no. Yeah, Scotty Farrell's not fighting Darren Detition. <laughs> No, like, it, me and Scotty Farrell would be the same result. Like, if I got into a fight with addition, he'd break my jaw. Like, if he cracked me right in the jaw, like, he'd knock my teeth out type thing. Oh, he could kill yeah, you. Scott, Scotty, Scotty Farrell's yeah. getting killed by addition, too. Scotty's in better shape now, though. I'll give him that. Scotty quit drinking and smoking and everything. So he is kind of ripped. He's, wow. he, yeah, yeah, he's lifting weights and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's all healthy now and clean. But still, we're the only guys is. who aren't. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I know. This is crushing. Wait, or we're just such a. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go to the gym today as I eat a bag of Ruffles and I have a Pepsi doing the show. Like I'm just brutal. All right, we've got uh, now. Jake Glazer counts. Jeff Williams says Jake Glazer. Oh, uh, Glazer, Glazer could throw, Jake, but I still. Yeah, Jake. Dutchie would beat him. I don't know. Glazer does train MMA. Yeah, good point. Uh, good. We're getting a lot of uh, tweets here about David Amber. ESPN's David Amber. You're drawing a David blank Amber. on this, Cam? Yeah, I know David Amber. No, he's a hockey guy. He's, he, no, that's, I, he's a not really nice guy. I don't think he, he's in good shape, but I don't think, he, I don't know. Like Drusilla, Drusilla tweets in, he goes, come on, man. Michelle Serpico would beat Scotty Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. He <laughs> says, Jim Rome's kind of a freak, too. Jim Rome's small, though. Yeah. Jim Rome's yeah, little. I met yeah, Jim he's, Rome. Yeah, he's stocky. He's stocky. He's he's healthy, Jim Rome. You know, Jim Rome ain't hitting a bong or anything. Like Jim Rome's a pretty clean cut guy, yeah. right? He might have yeah. a drink every now and then, but Jim Rome's not a super. He's not a super great. I don't. know. Maybe he is now. Look, I met Jim Rome twenty years ago, or sorry, like sixteen years ago, two thousand two, fifty, whatever it is. Yeah, two thousand two, two thousand three. Fifteen years ago, I met Jim Rome, and. Yeah, what struck me is how little he was, actually. He's a tiny guy. He's a little guy. He was nice, though. He was cool. Like, um, he was he was very polite. Like, he wasn't, you know, he was popular back then, too, right? It no, wasn't I, like he I wasn't like big. Jim, I liked yeah, Jim like, Rome for I, what he did, I did, what what he did in the horse race business, man. He called out back. I was, uh, like, hey, dude, you, you touch my horse, you're not coming on my show anymore. <laughs> uh, we were on Media Row at the Super Bowl. And I don't know why, but I got put on, like, the VIP part of Media Row. Nice. So, like, literally, Cam, I was in the middle. On one side of me was part of the interruption <laughs> with Cornhole and uh, oh, Cornhole. <laughs> cornhole. And, uh, <laughs> Cornheiser. Cornhole. Yeah. Cornhole. Cornhole. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Cornhole. C- cornhole. <laughs> Don Cornhole. Cornhole. Cornhole, cornhole. and Wilbon. 
<laughs> yeah, Cornhole Wilbon. I like And on the other side of me, on the other side was Jim Rome. <laughs> and, nice. Uh, that, that's a that, no, that's yeah, yeah, strong. Like, the, the PTA PTI guys were like, you know, giving giving me a glare and stuff. Like, who the hell's this yeah. guy, right? And I'm yeah, all loud guy. doing my show and stuff. And Jim Rome's like, hey man, you're doing great. Hey, how are you? And uh, this is the best part, Cam. We plucked Jim Rome's guests, every one of them. Like so, yeah, basically, right him, right? <laughs> you want to come? Yeah. Over so, I was, but I wasn't on at the same time as him, so I was on a different time. But I was sitting there pretty much all day, right? So, and I was pre-taping interviews. So basically, somebody would go on the Jim Rome show, and we were three feet away. <laughs> so it was like, hey, Peter King, uh, you know, come, can you come on the show? And I thought basically that Jim Rome and the producer, the Travis guy, was going to say, hey, come on. You know what I mean? Like, just kind of, you know, what are you doing? Travis came over, and he gave me the list. He goes, this is who we have on the show the next two days. And he told me, he goes, this guy's cool, this guy's cool, this guy won't do it. He goes, don't ask this guy. He's a jerk. And basically, like, he was cool. Like, he basically told us which which of the guests were, like, friendly guys to talk to after. You know what I mean? That's cool. Because, you know, like, really cool like I told the story. Like yeah, exactly. Like, especially for a young host. That's Jim Rome's producer and stuff doing that, right? That's like, really he nice. actually told us, like, yeah, he would give us a heads up. Like, hey, um, Lynn Swan's coming over. You know what I mean? He would give us a heads up about who's going to be coming over to that part of the convention center. And the guy was cool. Like, he basically, he got us uh, Leslie Visser. He was like, yeah, 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 you want Leslie Visser? Boom. And he introduced me. To, hey, here's like, you know what I mean? Like, he was really, really cool and supportive, actually. So, anytime you are Jim Rome's and ass and this and that, it's like, I don't know. I was a young no, talk show mean. host, man. He gave us gear after and stuff like that. Like, um, that's really cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, cool, good. Now, listen, I'm not saying I hung around with Jim Rome. I sat next to him doing the show. I spoke to the Travis guy, but I met Rome on the last day on the Friday. And it was the last show he got up. I was there, and I never said anything to him all week. So I said, big fan, Jim, big fan. And, uh, you know, he gave me the bogus, you're doing a great job, kid, type thing. You know what I mean? You know, he didn't know what I was doing. Like, you know. Yeah, you know like, yeah. Good work, yeah, he didn't know Good me. work. Yeah, yeah he, gave, yeah, he gave me the old, yeah, you guys are doing a great job over there. Like, yeah. Like, he knows who the hell we are. And uh, he gave me all that. And he was like, you want some gear? And he's basically like, Travis, give us some gear. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Jim Rome hats and stuff like that. And um, I said to him, I said, because uh, I heard him say, I'm out of here. And it was like my, my first, was my first Super Bowl, so it was like an experience. And I said, oh, you're out of here. You're leaving. I said, you're not staying for the game? And he goes, God, no. He goes, I can't have to wait to get out of here. And he goes, I'll be home. He goes, I'll be back in Los Angeles in about four hours. And he was like, see you later, kid. <laughs> he rolled off. <laughs> and then I realized all the big media guys split, basically, right after. Yeah. You don't want to stay for the Super Bowl. You've been there all week. Get the media row. You don't want to get the hell out of there. You know the the drill. Getting flights out of there after. They're not amateurs. They they don't want to be there. They're pros. And know what they do, too? And you got to think, all those big timers also have businesses on the side and stuff. Like, you know, Rome got into the horse game. He's all big gin guy. Like, he's got he's got side shit going on. He, you know what I mean? He's got to go. Like, that's a, it's not like us, like hustling. Hey, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, the guy's got money. Yeah, the, he's got yeah, his hands in the a only lot guys, of guys. The guys that stayed were Dan Patrick and Dibble. <laughs> Dibble stayed and got drunk. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Dan Patrick, that's hardcore yeah. for him to stay. That guy's he's a big fan. Like uh yeah, Dan, yeah, Patrick, Dan, Dan, I like Patrick. Dan Patrick. I like Dan Patrick too. I think he's a great broadcaster. Now whatever. Now he's just a TV show type dude. I know he yeah. has his show, but 
in the end, like you know, about like you said, I respected Jim Rome and Dan Patrick the most out of all the radio personalities. Dan Patrick's a great broadcaster. He's sure not is. the nicest guy. He's not the nicest guy, Cam. Like um, like Dibble was much nicer. And it's funny too because look, I, I hung out with Dibble. Dibble came on my show, etc. After and you know, so I got along with Dibble pretty well. And even when they worked together. He wasn't, I said to him, like, you know, what's Dan like? You know, we're sitting there. I what's, you know, what's, what's, what's it like? What's Patrick really like in real life? And he basically said he's a great broadcaster. <laughs> I got the gist of it. And yeah. it's sort of like you and me, but you and I get along better than them. He got tired of people asking him. He dibbles sitting there at the bar and every guy comes up. Where's Dan? And he basically said, we're not joined at the hip, brother. Like, you know, we do the show together. Yeah, like, we don't, you we know. Got other line. And <laughs> it seemed yeah, to be a common theme. <laughs> People were coming up. Where's Dan at, Rob? Where's Dan? And he was like, Dan's yeah. not here. I don't know where. And I remember, like, Dibble getting mad a few times. I don't know where Dan is. Like, him telling people. I don't know where he is. <laughs> and, then, and then after, like, he told me. He goes, uh, you know, basically, I, mean, I can't even say it, whatever, but he said something about Patrick to me. He goes, I know where he is. He started gave me this laugh like he rolled his eyes. And um, and I asked Dibs because Dibs had the, the Super Bowl pass and everything. I said, you're going in. He goes, oh, no, nah, no. Nah. He goes, if I go in, I can't get drunk. He goes, I can have a yeah. few drinks, but he goes, I can't be seen all wasted in the Super Bowl. So he goes, let's drink. <laughs> I was like, good, cool. good. So, uh, yeah, we got smashed. Uh, that's it's, it's on YouTube. It's the day that uh, Mick Aussie threw up on yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, I puked on him. Yeah, that's a le- legendary Well, clip. it's more of a beer, be- beer up, Chuck, yeah. <laughs> All right, holy crap. Well, I got 34, 34 tweets right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're getting all kinds of, like, people. Jay Glazer. Jay Glazer is uh, getting a lot of love here. Jay Glazer is a tough dude. Jay Glazer's tough. Jay Glazer will drop you if you mouth off to him. He's very like he's he's very similar to the Titian, actually. They're the same personality almost. All right, Chris Fowler. JN reports says Chris Fowler. Yeah, Fowler hits the weights, you can tell under that suit. Chris Fowler seems like he's too too nice of a guy though. I agree. Chris Fowler doesn't have that mean spirited, like yeah. You know who works out a lot, but he probably could be all right in a fight, would be Skip Bayless. Like, Bayless is an ego man. You know what I see? The guy works out, like, 12 know, hours a day. You oh, know what I know about Skip Bayless? I think he'd fight dirty. Kind of like Homer Simpson in that episode with, like, the sand in the eye. Like, if things weren't going well for Skip, I could see him, like, like grabbing, like, going for nuts and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. He looks like, like the guy who's all in, like, in a fight. You know what I mean? Like, to do some really crazy stuff. You're right. He, We're getting another a lot of David Amber. Well, is David, David Amber some knockouts or something? Yeah, what are, no, we, what are never, we missing about this guy? He does hockey night. In, he does hockey night in Canada. He's a friendly guy. He's he's Jack, but he's very friendly. I don't know how tough he is, but maybe he, easy maybe money. He's, easy money on Twitter says uh, you'll take the ball, Marenzi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan Mercier says the antagonizer, Greg Sansoni. Uh, Sansoni ain't the toughest guy in media. No, he's uh, here. Yeah, here. One of the, uh, he was no, not. Yeah, here's Detition. I was looking for his uh, his Twitter account. He's going to like this. I'll put uh, Dutch in, in the link here. Yeah. He's going to go, what are these guys These guys talking about, yeah, the toughest guy. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, Jesse, look at this. Gord Stellick all jacked up. What I a, what Gord a. Gord Stellick. <laughs> Stellectricity. <laughs> 
he's actually a nice man. He's a nice man. I ran into. I was. I was sitting there Gord, with my g- girlfriend at a keg, Gord, and Gord, that guy. All, Gord all the guys yeah, were mean to little, me. He's, he's a little portly. Yeah, he's, he's not he's in shape. He's, no, 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 no. He's like me. He's got like a. It's not. It's not muscle. It's he seems muscle. like a really he's nice a, guy, Gord Stelic. He is. He is actually him and PJ Stock. It was funny because when I used to work with all those guys, all those hockey guys from the Sportsnet were over there, and they were like dicks. Like didn't even say whatever. And I went over and I was actually talking to McLean was nice and PJ Stock was nice and Gord Stelic was really nice. The other guys were dicks, but uh, other than that, yeah, it's. Uh, they actually came up to me and said, "Hey, you and your buddy." when we were doing our show. They really enjoy the show so you know there's some nice people out there a lot of bad ones though yeah we're getting a lot of dutch love is getting a lot of uh dutch is a well that's the thing like not only are these guys ripped they also have like a martial arts skill or boxing like dutch was a good boxer you know that your buddy amber uh yeah but you can be ripped and stuff and you can be in shape and it doesn't matter but you're not this all started because i yeah because i'm talking about dutch is the combination where he's a big dude Exactly. That's what I said. And he's ang- and he's got a chip on his shoulder. Like you know, the thing with Dutchie is people f- say that he wears lipstick on the air, but he really doesn't. He doesn't. But it looks like, the way it is. It looks like yes. He just has some weird glare. And some it looks like have he's, purple lips. It's like they're yes, cold all the so time. It, That's what your lips are like so in it, cold cities. So it looks like he's wearing makeup on the air, like excessively. So people send him tweets and mouth off, hey, you know, you wear a lot of makeup. And the thing is, in real life, like, the guy's a real tough dude, and he doesn't like that comment. And like you said, like, people say it to him, and they end up in headlocks, and they end up getting punched. Um, All right, what else we got here? Um, (laughs) Johnny Sins, the late Keith Jackson. (laughs) Whoa, Nelly. Seems like the dude was totally out of shape, but would knock the F out of you with one punch. Yeah, you know who would probably be. He's kind of like, like Texas. Uh, he's kind of like Texas tough. You know, would be a mean fighter. I bet you the old man Bob Euchre. You can see Bob Euchre like stabbing you. you know what I mean? <laughs> Bob Euchre has a reputation of being like the nice guy, and uh, and oh, Bob Euchre and him at the cheap seats. Hey, how do I like it up here and all that? I met the guy. He's like a big, big jerk. <laughs> Really? Bob Euchre was, yeah, Bob Euchre was not nice to me. I met him, yeah. I met really? every baseball broadcaster, Cam. I was Bob doing the Expos games. I was, I was in the Mr. booth, right? So. Yeah, he's Milwaukee and Mr. Belvedere. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Every in that show. Hello, Wesley. Wes- <laughs> Mr. Belvedere, the he British had, butler. He had, nah, whatever. He, he didn't tell me to F off, but he wasn't the friendliest. He just wasn't man. friendly. Uh, uh, not friendly. One of the funniest was I met Don Sutton. And, uh. I told I was I was great, a big Dodger fan perm. growing up, right? Yeah, exactly. Good call. So, Don Sutton is a longtime Atlanta Braves guy too. So I, I met Don. I was like eating dinner and up there, and I, Don Sutton was like right next to me. So I said to Don Sutton, I said, Don, grew up big Dodger fan, big fan. Pleasure to meet you. And uh, I said, I'm the host of the Expos post game show. And uh, you know what he said to me? He shook my hand and he smiled. He goes, good for you. And he walked away. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, but he, <laughs> but he didn't say it like in a jury. He didn't say like, good for you. He said it, good for you. Like, yeah, like, good. Hey, good for you. And just kept walking. <laughs> that's, that's, I was I'm like, a, you know what? That's so, I was no, like, that's so cautious. Like, you know, like, no, no, but he really was. Nice it was actually... Yeah, no, I was just sort of, I was, I was like, yeah, I was like, wow, Don Sutton's got game more than I thought for an old guy, like the way he dropped it. <laughs> I met, I, I told people this, I met, and I love that team, all right? 
you know, the Steve Garvey, Davey Lopes, Bill Russell, Ron Say, Steve Yeager, Dusty Baker, uh, Lee Lacey, you know, go down the list here. So I love that Dodger team, right? And, you know, the Expos as well, but that Dodger team, you know, it's just ingrained in my memory my whole life. I met him when I was a kid. So I'm doing games and stuff, and there's a lot of those guys. Dusty Baker, there's a lot of those guys that are managers now. And a lot of those Dodger players went on to, like, be, be in a game forever and stuff. For sure. sort of. I met them all. And I swear to God, they're the biggest jerks. <laughs> like, every... I could see, like I almost, could see Lasorda being almost, pretty rough. Like Lasorda was... Lasorda... I've had Lasorda on the show a lot on the radio. And whatever. He's okay. He's nice on the radio because it's his shtick. But I've met Lasorda, and he's pretty mean in real life. But yeah, he's not this joyful old dude or anything. Like, I met him when he's still managing. And, you know, he wasn't the nicest dude. Davey Lopes... Uh, told me to F off, literally. Um, but he was about to get fired. He was managing the Brewers, and I tried to interview him. But I said, I want to talk about the old school Dodgers and stuff. But he just said, F off. And he got fired three days later. I was happy that he did. Um, <laughs> he got fired. And I like that. I got fired. <laughs> um, Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker is very standoffish. He's, he's a really funny guy, actually, but... He's very, he like, uh, Dusty, he's been bad by them, too, so he's kind of, so I told Frank Robinson, I said, you know, Dusty Baker was my favorite player as a kid growing up, and uh, and I said, yeah, I want to interview him, but he basically has his door closed, he's nice as guy world. <laughs> Frank was like, I'll talk to him, I'll come over, and uh, I came back, he's like, that's Tizzy, but Dusty said hi, like, Dusty, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> like, basically, Dusty waved over there, like, so yeah, I'm not going to do an interview with you, kid, but I'm not doing an interview, but thanks for being a fan, <laughs> Dave Rigetti told me to go at myself. Yeah, Rigetti is the one I didn't like. Yeah, I don't like Dave Rigetti. Paul O'Neill gave me a finger. <laughs> I have a lot of baseball. I can go on and on. Javier Vasquez like, threatened to kill me once. Uh, Carl Everett threatened to beat me up. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Jared Jones trending on Twitter. That's not good. What the hell are we listening to? It sounds like medieval times for the pits. I don't know. I think this is the Monday Night Football. Uh, I think it's the Monday Night Football. Uh, is that is this for like Monday Night Football theme uh, angle? Is it like gladiators battling? Sure, if you want to think it like that. <laughs> or was it was it just random? Random? A bit of uh, both, I'd say. <laughs> uh, a bit of both. A little sprinkle of both. I, I don't mind it. Like you said, you're, st- you're setting yeah, it's in very, this, like, uh, stepping in. Well, it's like we're talking NFL gambling, films. So yeah, good we point. are stepping into the gladiator pit. Yeah, it's funny you say that. NFL films. Yeah, we were rattling off media people I met in baseball. And um, 
You know, uh, we'll bring Jamie Heath in a second, but you know who? A very nice man. Very, very nice man. Sable? And, um, uh, no, I didn't mean Sable. Uh, pretty much. Well, we remember we had Sable on, on what well, we used to be on Hardcore all the yeah. time. Sable was, used to come on. Great stories with Sable from NFL yeah, Films. Great But uh, no, Harry Callis. The voice. Oh, like that was yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was Harry the Philadelphia Callis. Phillies announcer. And um, I had my dinner with him one night. Like in a press box, like nice, he basically nice. was holding, he was holding court, telling stories, and people were sitting around. And very nice man, though. Like for, it was funny too because I was talking to him about the, the the Frozen Thunder stuff, <laughs> and you know he was basically saying he had no idea. Years later, you know he'd be sort of known as the voice of the what, NFL, the Frozen yeah. Thunder of Lambeau Field. Yes, yes, I know he's yeah, got the exactly. in the business. He really did. Like he did. He did so many years of the NFL films, the classic stuff. But very, very nice man. And another guy, uh, you know, very grateful. I guess it's not a surprise, but a lot of times, guys, you meet people, you know, these casters or athletes or celebrities or etc. And you think they're really not like their personality is. Like I, I've been in the music business. So I always tell you guys this. It's like the boy band is the band doing the hookers and the cocaine. And, the, you know, the satanic metal band is eating yogurt and going to bed right after the show. Very like it's true. Never what you th- it's never what you think. Like, the perception, is, oh, that guy, that actor must be a big wussy. No, no, that guy's a black belt and bangs hot chicks every night. Right? Like, hey, people remember? never do the perception. But remember Scully. when we had those bands on, you even told me, you go, watch. So we had all those metal bands through the show. We'll get to Jamie Heath. But remember? And these guys are like, no smoking, whatever. Then Collective Soul came on. And those guys were beat down. Like, hey, you said it. You go, see? It's the soccer oh, yeah, Perception guys, and reality are two different things. But yeah. Vince, Vince Scully, you know, Vince Scully, one of the greatest broadcasters of all time. Very, very polite guy. Nice guy. And he had people coming up to him all night, like in the box. Hey, can I get a picture? Yeah. Can, I, can I meet? Can I get an autograph? And, you know, it's actually before selfies in these days. Cell phones existed, but, you know, they weren't prevalent like they are everywhere. Now, Jamie Heath now joins us. TheSportsBrokers.com. Let's talk Monday Night Football. What's going on, Jamie? How you doing? Great game. And Cam, how you guys doing? Pretty good. Always Jamie, a pleasure. Good? Yes, it is. Always a pleasure. I got, you know, some, I better music. Had, I got uh, some better music for you, uh, Gabe, especially for you, Gabe. Uh, you ready? What do you Here got? Here you go, buddy. This is just for you, pal. You ready? Here you go. Let's see if you can. <laughs> there you go, Gabe. Congratulations. Oh, here we are. I like that. A little Michigan baby. Victors. <laughs> I didn't, Jamie. Yeah. I didn't very, very, what a win for them. I didn't think they were going to win um, in the fashion that they did by double digits like that. And they're really on a roll right now. It's a very impressive win for the Wolverines. Yep, absolutely. Congratulations. Going back to Harry Callis, he was he had just the absolute perfect voice, not only for the Philadelphia Phillies, but for the NFL films. He was a treat to, to listen to, for sure. Yeah, and a nice guy, too. It started off, we were talking about media people, and it started off like people we met. And I've met, I, I used to be uh, work at Major League Baseball games, and so I met pretty much everyone in baseball through that, that era. And most of them, you know, I was talking about Bob Euchre, but how Bob Euchre wasn't the nicest guy in the world, right? But Harry Callis is really nice. Vince Gully was cool. The most despised guy in baseball is... Um, is Harry Carey's kid there, Chip Carey. Really? Yeah, that. Wow. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if people spit in this guy's food and press boxes. Like, he's hated. Like, it's funny because he only goes to cities once or twice a year. So I know in Montreal, like, and I remember in, in like, the, the food people, I, I used to talk to this girl all the time, every day I worked there. And she told me, basically, she goes, this guy's the biggest asshole in the week. 
Well, like, he, and the thing I, is, Gabe, he, he comes across that way. He comes across that way. Remember, he, he was doing the Braves games. Like he, he was condescending. I remember he was doing the games with, I think it was, I think it was Steve Stone before he went to, because he did the Cubs and the White Sox with Hawk, but he was filling in, and I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? Like He was giving his co-host attitude the whole time. I'm like, slow down, guy, buddy. This, he's the guy this year. This year, he was disgusted, if you remember, that the Dodgers wore T-shirts during batting practice. And never mind the fact the T-shirt they were wearing had a Dodger logo, and it was yeah. they were raising money for, like, a leukemia kit or something. <laughs> really? And, wow. yeah, they were selling the T-shirts that they wore in batting practice. He's like, I don't care if it's charity. It's unprofessional. And uh, I loved it. The players on the Dodgers, said, uh, they sent a tweet. They said, tomorrow we wear our boxers and spiel briefs during batting practice. <laughs> like the guys just, anyways, let's get to the football game. Jamie, of course, we're in New York here. There's a lot of negativity around the Giants, and it's funny. In this city right now, any Giant fan I spoke to today or over the week, nobody expects them to win this football game. Yet, outside of the, the, the area here, there's obviously some giant love because of the line movement. And it went all the way down to three and a half. I'm seeing some four and a halfs now. So people, Atlanta betters are starting to buy this back uh, right now. But it's amazing the perception in, in the city here that, you know, they're going to lose this game. Right? They're terrible. Eli Manning's terrible. Yet the betting market seems to like the New York Giants, or at least they did earlier in the week. Yes, they absolutely have. I mean, the line actually was as high as, as six at one point in this game, Gabe. And uh, it's climbed, like you said, all the way down to three and a half. Now it's hovering around four. Uh, like you said, Eli Manning's perception is that he's pretty much washed up. He's done. Tonight might be his uh, last hurrah, so to speak, for him. The uh, betting public is pretty much, like you said, on the on the Giants somehow as far as the spread is concerned in this game. It's 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 funny though because we have the exact same scenario as we did Thursday night. We have a one in five team playing against a two and four team. The only role reversal is that the two and four teams home this time and the one and five teams on the road. And as you saw last Thursday night, game was so one sided. It's not even funny. One team came to sh- uh, show up. One team pretty much was ready to be on the golf course. So we have the same situation tonight with the with the Giants in Atlanta. I want all you listeners out there to give us a call 1-800-220-6262 or visit our website. Like I said, thesportsbrokers.com. We turn outcomes into incomes and we're really excited about tonight's game. We have very strong information this game. And you Jamie, can check gotta, it out thesports, thesportsbrokers.com as well. He's the total, guys. It was 52. Now it's down to 51 and a half. And kind of interesting because when you look at Atlanta, Jamie, look at these guys. They gave up no 29. Defense. Yeah, no defense. Like, take a look at these numbers. 41 points against against the Steelers. Tampa Bay, they give 29. 37 and a loss to Cincinnati. Uh, 43 and a loss to the same. Even Carolina, you know, 24. It's been like since week three. It's been a, a nightmare with these guys. Yeah, we... I got to believe that we hit the over. I think the Giants can score on these guys because Atlanta can't stop anybody. Uh, do you have an opinion on the total? Absolutely do, Cam. And uh, the thing about it is, think again, maybe this total is dropping considering the fact that the Giants really have not scored that many points in, in a lot of the games this year. Uh, the only time they actually went o- over, they hit 30 one time, and this is one time, I believe, in the last three years that they actually hit 30, and that was against Carolina Panthers when they lost the heartbreaker when Graham Gano kicked that 63-yard field goal to pretty much end An the NFC day. South team. That is so correct. I will yeah, see a similar, similar situation in that higher-scoring game tonight. And you talk about the total. You're right. Eli Manning struggled. I think, guys, and I was at the game last week, 
there's a lot of negativity. Like, there was negativity in the air from the onset. The Eagles came out right away, I believe. People were booing Eli Manning right out of the gate. There's a lot of hostility in the air. I think it's better for the Giants to be and on the their road. offense, at least. Yeah. yeah. That he's on the road. He's in hostile territory. People will be booing him, but, you know, it's different. <laughs> like, let me just say, let me just say this. defense getting carved up. Let me say this about Eli Manning. I know he's pretty much been god-awful this year, but his two best games this year were on the road. His game in Houston. Exactly, when beat, Jamie. When they beat the yep. Houston Texans yep. and when they and when they just narrowly lost to the Carolina Panthers. There's something so to be said for that, isn't it, Jamie? I guess it's easier to play when you don't have 84,000 drunk New Yorkers wanting to kill you. 1,000% <laughs> correct, Gabe. And like you said, Atlanta's no world beaters on defense, so I am I am with you guys as well. I think the over is a play, even though it has come down. It was as high as 54 and a half. Right now, we're sitting at 51 and a half, 52, shaded towards the under. So I am with you guys both on this game. I think the game's been over. One thing, guys, about the Atlanta Falcons is they were better. Now, I know Bill Parcells always says, you know, you are what your record says you are. But I think they were better than one and four football team. You know, and, you know, yeah, they put themselves in that position, but they had a lot of injuries. They couldn't close games out. They lose heartbreakers. Like, pretty much everything, they found every possible way to lose the Falcons. Like, there's very rare. Like, looking back on their losses, and I'm not even looking right now. I'm standing up right now. Um, if you look at their losses, though, they've been in every game, right? I mean, how many games yep. have the Falcons just gotten smoked where it's like, oh, they're terrible? I guess the Pittsburgh game is the one. Pittsburgh in the second half. Even, even in the Pittsburgh game, they yeah. were actually within three points at halftime. It was a three-point game at halftime. Yeah. They just fell, ap- fell apart in the second half. Yeah, they've half been competitive every year. They're better than a one-of-four team. Long, long-winded point here. They're better than a one-of-four team. And I said this a couple of weeks ago. I said, guys, the Falcons, sort of like the Houston Texans. This is a different you guys in the NFL. No one's really great. You have a few really good teams, and everyone else is even. So most of the time, all oh, we're 0-2 are screwed. Only 10% of teams make the playoffs at 0-2. Not this year. Look at the Houston Texans. They're 0-3, but we're 4-3. You look at the Atlanta Falcons' schedule, I think they have Cleveland coming up next, um, you know, down the road. I think they have a bye. They get Cleveland. Like, their schedule is not overwhelming. They're going to get healthier as they go. And Atlanta, guys, has that pedigree where they think, you know what? We went one and four, but we can go six and one. And they can. Would it shock anybody if the Falcons win seven of their next eight games? They've already rattled off two in a row. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you know, they're about to here. They're going to get on a little bit of a run here, I think, the Falcons. But it doesn't mean it's guaranteed that they cover tonight. It doesn't no, mean it's, it's a guaranteed to cover tonight because every Falcon game has been close, as we just yeah. talked about. You, you said it, Marendi. <laughs> to your point, every single game, look at this. Even the Philadelphia game, six-point spread. The most they've had is seven other than the Pittsburgh game. Six, seven, And six, as Jamie's one, the Pittsburgh five. game, they were in it. The wheels just fell off for them. And it was yeah, a weird exactly. spot for them. They were in the midst of the breakdown, right? I got I got to be completely honest with you though as for in regard to the Falcons uh you got two teams in that division right now especially since what Carolina did in the fourth quarter yesterday against yeah. Philadelphia coming back from 17 nothing as well as the New Orleans Saints right now they're playing as good a football as just about anybody uh they have they have their backs against the wall so to speak and if they don't win tonight you could kiss their season goodbye so uh it is a must win for the Atlanta Falcons there's no doubt about it I honestly again you know and the Giants, again, are playing for pride as well as, you know, their job security with Eli Manning. It's a big, big situation for, for both teams as well. 
And that's why you guys need to give us a call, 1-800-220-6262. Visit our website, thesportsbrokers.com. Join our website. We turn outcomes into incomes. We're very excited about tonight. Not to mention, this college football slate this week looks like the best college football slate I've seen in a very, very long time. Yeah, I haven't uh, yeah. I haven't done my advanced uh, look yet, actually, oh. for, uh, for college football. Very, very excited about this week in college football. I can't wait. We had a decent. We actually had a good Saturday this past Saturday. You did. We, we had a good <laughs> call, call Saturday. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I was 0 I gave it all back last night. I gave yeah, it all I, back. I, uh, I can't lie, Jamie. Last last I was night. on the Bengals last night. That's my problem, oh, you know? That's, that, 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 that's a major problem, Cam. That's a big-time yeah, problem. College was good. Well, I went, I went hard on Washington State, but uh, pissed it away. And uh, I don't know why I like the Bengals so much. That was pretty stupid. I don't know. You went with the redhead. I maybe you like that redhead. Yeah, red hair or no, I don't know yeah. what it is. Redheads red cost you You see, Jamie, uh, the Thursday night game, we're seeing seven and a half up right Ooh, now. It's already gone Texas up. Yeah, suddenly. A, a lot of line yeah. movement in these games, early games for this week. I mean, Philadelphia opened up at three. They've already climbed to three and a half, like you just said. Houston's gone from seven, seven and a half everywhere. The Cincinnati line went from six now down to four and a half. And the biggest line move, actually, because of the trade with Damari Cooper, the Indianapolis Colts actually were an underdog. Now they're a three-point favorite in Oakland. So there's a wow, lot of, like a a lot of line Cooper movements. Matters yeah. to a point spread? I have no idea, but uh, maybe the, maybe Oakland's just shopping everybody. Uh, word is they're shopping Derek Carr as well, so uh, I don't know. That team's in yeah. major disrepair. Hey, they just spent $100, I think $100 million on their coach. I, don't, that, I guess they don't want to spend any money on that, their players. That almost looks too good to be true with, with the way I know it was the Buffalo Bills, but luck got T.Y. Hilton back and Marlon Mack went bonkers. Like, the Raiders suck. I, I don't like to go against the home dog, Jamie, but three seems pretty low there. That's, uh, uh, I don't know, the Raiders actually, yeah, actually, if you lay three right now, you actually get a price with the Colts. You're actually getting plus 105 in a lot of spots if you take the Colts in that game. So that's something to consider. But uh, there's a couple of really Jamie good matchups Heath. in the NFL as well this week. Yeah. TheSportsBrokers.com. Yeah. Let that's people it, know the, the number to call once again here, Jamie. Ah, uh, sure. You got it, Gabe. The number to reach us, and again, we love tonight's game. This is a, a, a same situation as last Thursday night. We have it again with a one and five team visiting a two and four team. Two teams that are desperate for a win. Give us a call one eight hundred two two zero six two six two. Visit our website. Join our website, thesportsbrokers.com. Jamie Heath. Always a pleasure, Jamie. May the winners uh, be yours. Enjoy the games tonight. And who do you got got in the World Series, Jamie? Is Dodgers or uh, Red Sox? I'm leaning towards the uh, Beantown home squad, Boston Red Sox. I can't wait for this game tomorrow night. We got a great pitching matchup between Clayton Kershaw and Chris Sale. Should be a hell of a World Series. The networks couldn't have asked for a better matchup between the city of Boston and the city of Los Angeles. Two mega mega towns where you're looking at a situation where the Rays are probably going to be as high in this series as any series. They couldn't have asked for a better matchup, but I'm leaning towards the Red Sox, to be quite honest with you, right now to win that series. You know what's amazing? The Dodgers and the Red Sox are amongst the oldest teams um, in Major League Baseball. You know, they've both been around for a hell of a long time, and it's only the second time that they're playing each other in the World Series. And the first time that they played, it was so long ago, Babe Ruth wasn't Babe even Ruth. a Yankee yet. Yeah, and he was a, he yeah. was a Red Sox, and he actually uh, won a major. Uh, yeah, and he won the World Series for them pitching. Exactly, yeah. So that's that's pretty incredible if you yeah. think about it. But He was uh, a 23-game 20, winner. Yeah. 23-game winner. It was so, get this, it, it was so long ago, 
Casey Stengel was playing. He wasn't even a manager. He was an outfielder. <laughs> that, that is For a long time For the Brooklyn ago, Robins. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, 1916. All right, guys. Thanks, I can't Jamie. wait to talk to you guys again Thursday. You guys, good luck to you as well. Take care, guys. Take care, Jamie. These, these sportsbrokers.com. All right, we'll take a quick break. Drew Dinkmeyer should be joining us on the other side. We'll talk some DFS. Got NBA, NFL. Uh, maybe Cam's got some hockey. Stay tuned to find out. Hockey.